here with Dennis Cockrell of Max Booze. Yes, sir. I'm here. In person, dude. Made it to the wall. I made it to the wall. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. I made it to the wall. Thank you. Yeah. You know what? It's it's a big deal to me that it's a big deal to you. It you is. Know? Because uh, I started this shit in my garage <laughs> at my house, dude. With a little table, the foldable six-foot table, and a tablecloth over it. Every great business. Yeah. And it's crazy because that's when I started Downstar. It started the same way. So when I wanted to start the podcast and it was in that, that rough stages, I was like, I've been here before. I oh, know yeah. this. Yeah. You know? And I'm sure that you know that feeling. Oh. I was I was listening to, uh, yeah. guys, this is uh, Dennis' second time on the podcast. The first time was 66 episodes ago, dude. Wow, e- man. Episode, what, what is the number episode? So is it 162 was the last episode, Dang. guys. So when we talked on that episode, um, we talked about pretty much the whole entire history of Max Boost, where it came from, and uh, where it's become now. Yep. And now, 66 episodes later, we got Here some we stuff cooking, man. We're back. <laughs> so <laughs> tell me about bike. this one, dude. Yeah, man. So first off, I'm, I appreciate being here. And, uh, Thank you. Yeah, no, I, dude, I, I, I told you in the last thing I said, I'm, we got to come back because I want to sit here. I, I sit love in it, this dude. chair. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and it's an honor to be here, so I Thank appreciate you. that. But yeah, Max Boost, for those who may not know, is the original comic. Uh, that used to uh, be inside Importuner magazine. You guys remember magazines? So inside Importuner magazine, there used to be a comic inside of it, a two-page comic, two to four, two to four-page comic inside each of the uh, each of the magazines, and that was Max Boost. Um, and uh, a lot of people don't know this either that I actually helped create Importuner magazine. I designed the original logo. I actually have that those drawings here, which I wanted to share with you, Frank. Oh, dude, last time you couldn't even find them. I couldn't show you anything. So oh. I brought a lot of history here. Yes. These are, these are, these are by, from the early 2000s. Wow. And I just kind of give you an example of how we grow something from the garage. Yeah. Right? And so you're talking about that. So Maximus original comic, and it ran in Importuner Magazine for almost 10 years. And in order to read all of the comic books, you'd have to go back and try to find every single Importuner issue, which you're not going to do. Definitely. Not going to happen. So instead, what we did is we launched this book on Kickstarter right now at maxboost.com, and it has every issue of Max Boost in it. And wow. so you get to reread, essentially, what would be considered, a lot of people consider OG nostalgia of tuner culture here in the United States. It was the first tuner comic ever. Yeah, because when, yeah. we when we were talking about it, um, you can actually see the progression of the import community from the earlier episodes <laughs> yeah, or issues yeah. of Max Boost yep. to yeah. what it is now. For sure, yeah. As a street racer, I started, everyone started off doing that, right? So yeah. starting off as a street racer and then combining my love for comic books, and I was also worked in the comic book industry, uh, and combining the two things, uh, uh, tuner culture plus comic books turned into Max Boost. Very cool. Dude. Yeah. Now, uh, this one, it's on Kickstarter. How long uh, yeah, is that yeah. campaign last? So for? from today, we have about seven more days left in Kickstarter. Today's, what's today's Today's day? Friday. I, I think Friday it's the, the uh, 7th or something. Okay, yeah. Friday the 7th, <laughs> lost. So we lo- we end next Friday. Okay. So I'm a, uh, And so, uh, uh, yeah, so next Friday we end on the 13th uh, at like 8 p.m. And you get a chance to get this collector's edition, which has the, um, the book sleeve, as a uh, the cover, it's got a free eight by ten print in it. It's signed, numbered, and sealed. Very cool. You can't get that after Friday. So that's what we're doing. Um, and it launched on Kickstarter. And for 
and it's doing pretty well. So we're at over fifty thousand dollars in pre-orders. Wow! Yeah, very cool, man. Yeah. And uh, I believe six hundred something plus people have pre-ordered the book already, and so I'm super stoked about that. I'm honored, and I just appreciate that the Max Boost fans are there. Yeah, um, that's very cool, dude. Just to have everything in the book here, yeah. and that's just the prototype. Obviously, the re- actual book is not. The actual book is actually not going is uh is is going to be help uh, the the people who buy it are going to help write it. How so? So this is going to be the first time in 15 years I'm going to be drawing new Max Boost issues. So it's oh, going to have all wow. the classic issues, 200 pages of all the classic issues from the past. Okay. It ends abruptly. Uh, there's a whole story there. I think I told you in the last podcast where I just stopped. I disappeared. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, "Where's Max Boost? Where's Dennis? What happened?" And nobody knew. So that years. was about 2006 to yep. about 2016, 17? Yeah, 2006, yeah, I ended. And then um, like three or four years ago, we started to touch on Instagram to see if anyone cared that mm-hmm. we were missing. And apparently a lot of fans are still here, which I am very blessed to have. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, 2006 stopped. So the book is going to be the first time we're going to add new episodes, new comics mm-hmm. ever. It's going to be the first time I've drawn new comic pages in 15 years. And so how the readers are going to be involved is uh, everyone who buys the book is going to have access to a community um, and we're going to interact both on Zoom and online. Okay. And I'm going to bring out some story ideas. We're going to talk about maybe everything from characters to story ideas to uh, even, um, you know, uh, a dialogue. And people can vote, throw in, pitch in. It's like a total community project to seeing how cool, how, how we can make Max Boost. And I'd love to get everybody's thoughts on it. And see if we could come up with one of the coolest stories ever. Gosh. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. trust me, everybody comes back. It's like, dude, can you put my car in it? Maybe. Yeah. Can you put this character in it? Oh, dude, you got to talk about this guy and all this stuff. And they have all these ideas. And I'm like, why don't we just get everybody in it? Yeah. Like, everybody involved. And so when you you know purchase the book, you get basically you get to be part of the family. And we're going to create it together. Got you. Yeah. Ideally, when I start to draw it, I want to go live like every day, every other day. And just kind of show people the process of what we're doing as we build it um, and uh, and finish this book that you helped make happen. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And I think people really love being involved. Very cool. Yeah. Man. yeah. Dude, it seems like you're uh, tapping back into your creative process. For sure, dude. Uh, all the all that creativity. And so like I'm going to say it even now. I was like, you know that we had you on in the influencers cover. Yeah, right? dude, let I me, love it, man. Let's so let me let me out. show you this real quick because I got I'm going to tell you something I think is going to be pretty fun. So. In the influencer cover, friends and influencers cover. Frank's in this one. He's right here. Bam. Yeah, heavy in the Got streets. The EG. EG. There it is, heavy in the streets for sure. And so I just decided to do a cover variant of all my friends and influencers, people that are respected in the industry, and people that were down. Uh, and uh, and so you got you know like you got Gary in here. You got Team Scoundrels. You've got Bassett from Infrafest. Obviously, Die and Matt and uh, uh, from Team Falcon. And you got Nick Hogan on there. Nick Hogan. You got Mickey. Uh, you know, from a throttle. Yeah. So all these guys me. on here, Trackspec DD. This is the, and then there's a story here we got to talk about with this S2000 and Michael Bush's uh, definitely S2000. We got we got Joey on here. Um, so I just decided to do this for fun, uh, and you were part of it. I'm Thank never you. probably ever going to do it again. This yeah. is the hardest piece of artwork I have ever done in my life. Why is that, dude? There's like 18 cars on here. Yeah. <laughs> There used to be a time where I would do basically a car every couple weeks. Mm. So think it took a long time. And I was supposed to do this cover like without very much detail. Yeah. Because I was trying to do it quickly. And then I just started getting it. I'm like, dude, I want to do it good. 
So you were yeah, talking this is so much detail. Yeah, every <laughs> single one of these, and then your car and everything else. So um, one of the cool things I'm thinking about doing in Volume Three is getting a we. I wanted to do something where I go, hey, we want to put some new characters in Volume Three. Who should they be? Yeah. And I want to throw some real people in there, Ooh. like maybe this guy. Oh, dude, really? If you're down to be a character. Dude, I, I, I'm a character <laughs> to a lot of people. <laughs> it depends on who you ask. Then maybe, yeah. we Dude, hell so yeah, That'd bro. be cool. So we'd post something like fans and go, but here's, here, I'll take it a step further. I would love to post a post where I go, do we want Frank Downstar to make an appearance in a future episode of Max Boost? And yeah. if we do, here's the kicker. I want to I want to know what is he wearing? Oh shit. Yeah. What does he do? But here's the coolest part. What is his superpower? Oh my goodness. How fun would that be? That would be so cool, dude. I hope you think that's cool because yeah, I'd be like, dude, I think that would be really fun. What's he driving? Obviously, everyone's going to have an idea about which one he should drive or whatever or uh, are you going to drive my uh, my BMW? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, him it was you, my... go, you can take it if you want, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> nah, but um but yeah, dude, I thought that'd be kind of fun. That would be so amazing. So if I turned dude. you into a superhero, would that be cool? Oh, dude, I would love it, bro. <laughs> I want to be I want to be a toy too. I want to look like one of these dudes. That's the next step. Oh. And so we're definitely talking about toys. I brought toys out here today. And um and at the end of the day, what I think I want the listeners to understand is that I gave up on this in 2006, mm-hmm. and now I'm back. And it was a thing that I wa- I'm grateful to my fans and the people that love Max Boost to help me get back here to come back to do something that I pretty much gave up on. And um, and what I'm showing here is all these things in behind me, these aren't new. Mm-hmm. I, this is the first time I've ever brought these out, I think, for anything, where these are the classic, these are, these are what we did back in the day and essentially failed mm. at. And I wanted to kind of share that and tell, talk talk about a little bit about that because I think that's interesting. Yeah, because I'm back and we're gonna succeed. Now. Yeah, and I know it. And I'm just like I got a second chance at this. And so it's like, so I'm just super grateful to fans. I mean, you've seen the stories. Our fans are the best fans in the world, buying us cars like yeah. legitimately, uh, and supporting us, showing up, showing up to watch. I just did Global Time Attack, uh, you know, in Washington State. Got fans showing up over there saying wow. what's up. It's just it's they're, they're incredible and I appreciate them and they uh, at the end of the day is help is helping someone have their dreams come true you yeah know? and um, yeah and that's any any comic book artist any artist in anything all you want to do is create something that makes a difference and when the fans that I have have shown me that Max Boost has played a part in their lives yeah you know? and I the stories are crazy the stories are crazy of how important Max Boost has been to some people you'd never know as an artist. You don't know what difference you make, and I've got crazy stories. Yeah, um, just like looking at the cover here, I saw Nick Hogan um, when yeah. I had him on the podcast. Uh, I, yeah. I mentioned you, and dude, his eyes lit up, man. <laughs> He's like, "Oh my god, I love that comic oh, book!" Man. And, and he was just so stoked on it, and you could just tell like that that it touched him. Yeah, this, I'm yeah. sure it's touched thousands of other people. Yeah, I didn't realize until I started coming back. Now that everyone's older. Um, a lot of 12, 13-year-old kids that couldn't drive yet lived vicariously in Tuner culture through the magazines yeah. and through Max Boost as a comic. Yeah. And so Nick was the same way. Nick was actually one of the first people I ever met when I came back. Mm-hmm. For some weird reason on Instagram, Memo, my buddy Memo, he connected with, uh, he was managing the account. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Memo, was, I credit with a lot of me coming back because he's like, let's just throw up an Instagram. Let's make it, let's just go see. You know? Yeah. And so Nick ends up, we end up contacting Nick. Nick's like, and I, and I just throw it out there. I'm like, you want to meet up? 
in person mm-hmm. and i'm like nick's like yeah i'm down went out to go see him and i just want to tell nick i never forgot that day when we came out to go meet sitting across from nick and then him talking about max boost and how as 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 a kid at 12 years old i think he said 12 13 years old he would beg his mom to go to the local grocery store or whatever to go pull an import tuner and go buy one and so he could keep reading max boost and it was just weird I thought I, you know, I should be starstruck being in front of him. It felt like he was starstruck being in front of me. And then that was the first time I, very few people have ever seen a collected issues of Max Boost because they're all usually all in Importuner magazine separately. I had one, a prototype, and I put it in his hand and he's like, oh, crap. And this was years ago. This was like, I, I think probably five years now Yeah. when I actually met him. I didn't launch yet or four years. Yeah, about something like that. And I didn't really launch yet. I wasn't sure if I wanted to. But man, that was one really pivotal meeting that just put a lot of wind in my sails to go, wow, if if Nick had that story about Max Boost and what it meant to him, and even his company, he named uh, in one of the lines in one of the uh, the books, Max says, holy shift. Mm-hmm. He named his company, holy shift. One of wow. them. Yeah. So <laughs> what? And there's stories like this everywhere. And I'm just very grateful that Max Boost has made any kind of a difference to anyone. And it's when I was at SEMA, I was signing at the Honda booth and mm-hmm. doing sketches. A couple of guys come up to me and they're like, hey, are you Dennis from Max Boost? I'm like, yeah, cool. Nice to meet you. And they're like, no, man, I just want to tell you, Max meant so much to me. When we were growing up, it inspired us we, to get into the tuner culture. And then not, got into the tuner culture, got into cars, and we own our own shop out here in the Bay Area now. I'm like, and they said, we have, I'm like, you credit Max Boost for that? And they're like, yeah. And I said, dude. Come on, that's cool, man. And and I'm like, it just makes it worth it. You know, everything that I ever went through with it. And I did all the issues. I, I did almost 10 years of comics at Import Tuner and I, got, I didn't get paid $1. Yeah. Right? I did it for exactly that reason because I felt like it would help the tuner culture grow. And Now, back then, um, did you have uh, a way of getting like in touch with the fans as you do now oh <laughs> no back then you know i stayed away from the limelight mm-hmm. like I, I even though i was part of the magazine i would try to avoid being in it like i was i was like i'll let everyone else do that and I, so i kind of hid and i just let max boost do it do, do the thing by itself so back then not too many people knew who i was mm-hmm. it was but everybody knew who max boost was back then and so that was good enough for me um there wasn't really much social yeah. like in that in that way back then one of the coolest things that did happen though i don't know why i'm thinking about this right now is everything back then was truly word of mouth Mm -hmm. it's the weird thought but it is word of mouth that's how people knew your rep as a street racer or your car or anything was like word of mouth may never have even seen your car but they'll know frank like they know frank with the x you know Mm -hmm. and so it's really cool like when i was shooting uh our movie the last race right yeah and and uh I was walking around again nobody knew who i was i was walking around the set we had like hundreds of extras there was a group of extras sitting around with with the cars and just talking car talk and i hear max boost so i walk over there right no way yeah they don't know me yeah and i sit in this circle of like i don't know i think 10 people talking about max boost and they were saying good things about it luckily yeah. And I'm standing there in the circle, right? Wow. <laughs> they don't know who I am. And I'm listening to them talk about Max and like this issue and, you know, Papa Wheelie and the characters is really cool to do that. And I'm like, wow, man, they're really immersed in the characters. Uh, that's that's awesome. And then I finally had to say something and I just go, you guys like Max Boost? They kind of looked at me sideways and like, yeah. 
Mind your business, dude. <laughs> not, no, not that. Because then I went. Because then I went. Thank you. And then they paused and they looked at me like, "What?" <laughs> and, then, and then someone put two and two together, and they're like, "Bro, you're Max Boost." I'm like, "Yeah." And that was one of the coolest things to hear people talk about it back then. And so um, that was about the closest thing to social media <laughs> and interacting um, with the community. I think that I could have got. But otherwise, I'm, I'm pretty introverted. I kind of hide. Yeah, you know. I feel you. I was uh, actually there that night for um, the last race. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. You were an extra? I raced like a Matrix or something. Yeah. Are you kidding me, dude? I swear. Man, they had, uh, I remember they brought sandwiches and they were like these like Philly cheesesteak kind of <laughs> French dip sandwiches. And I was you were like, on damn, my, this is you, so good. You were at my movie. I was there, dude. With, what? Uh, with the uh, Infinite guys. Anthony, oh my God, dude. Uh, Anthony Doe from Infinite Wheels. Okay. Uh, like that crew of guys from no San idea. Fernando Valley. I mean, everybody came out. It was a, it was a, it was a legal street race. Yeah, I remember that. They had a bunch of the guys from Compton out there racing, <laughs> and then I was with the. Uh, that was what back in what two thousand nine, maybe. Bro, you were, no. Uh, two thousand ten. It was uh, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, somewhere around there. I don't even remember. Yeah, it was, it was a long time because ago. that's when I was hanging out with uh, right. my buddy Guillermo, a GPR Auto. He introduced me to all the guys from San Fernando, and then um, we had gotten word somehow about the the shoot so we just met up there it was a long time and then uh yeah basically they were just all right you over here and you they're gonna race and yeah i beat a matrix <laughs> fuck them up Dude, bro. The, crazy, the craziest <laughs> part about that night um was we were street racing legally basically because we were filming mm -hmm. and there was cops on both ends mm -hmm. blocking off the intersections so every time we come through, it's just the weirdest thing, being a street racer at the time, finishing a street race, seeing a cop turning around and doing it again. <laughs> I'm like, like downtown LA. You're just like, this is weird, <laughs> doing yeah. it in front of them. But uh, yeah, that's cool. Crazy, man. Everything's tied together, bro. Yeah, for sure. Especially we're, this industry. We're in the matrix, dude. We, we are in... You know, that's a whole nother conversation, but yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Inception, we, baby. We are in there. Yeah. So... For the, everybody that hasn't listened to the last episode, let's take it back to 2006. Let's take it back to your mind state, 2006. Uh, and what was it that made you um, take this uh, hiatus. almost 10-year hiatus? Yeah. yeah. So I think this is where it cues in kind of the toys. So right here, you're seeing these toys. And this is before the 3D printing. Okay. Think about that for a second. So... <laughs> Max Boost was on a roll. We were, you know, we started in 98 and I put my heart and soul into it every year, every month. And we just continue to grow that along with my other company, Auto Cannon, mm -hmm. right? My clothing brand. And so um, we, we were getting to a place where my goal, period, with Max Boost was always to become a film. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to be a film. And of course, all the merchandise, you know, um, and I, I think I said in the last podcast, like literally my dream is this with Max is one day... There's a knock at my door, right? I open it, and it's a kid in a Max Boost costume saying trick or treat. Mm. That's my goal. See, that, that, that'll make me cry, yeah. right? And it's like, and I have a six-year-old son now, and I can only imagine, like, I, wanted him, I want him to be a Max Boost fan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, so back then, that's what our goal was. And, dude, it seemed like nothing could go wrong. Everything was going right. I had licenses with Toyota, Mitsubishi, Subaru, Honda, and all those guys. Thank you to Honda. They helped start that whole entire thing. And we started to want planning this line. And 
I just kept doing the comic, kept doing the comic, kept doing the comic. I had an agency uh, representing Max Boost. Just things were getting serious. We started getting these serious meetings, and we ended up um, having some interest from a toy company called Playmates Toys, and that's Ninja Turtles. Those okay. guys. I happened to be uh, one of the main um, sponsors of Import Fest in Canada, mm. the biggest, baddest car show in Canada yeah. with Bassett Mirza. And it happened to fall at the right time when where John Sinclair, the CEO or one of the top guys, not maybe not the CEO, but one of the guys who uh, the top guys over at Playmates happened to be in Toronto. So I was like, just come over, come go check out this car show, this thing that I'm telling you, there's this culture, this tuner culture. This is early 2000s, guys. So this is before like, you know, the whole Fast and the Furious thing really picked up and all of that like, like very early. And so uh, around the time, mm -hmm. people still didn't get it. Yeah. Like why do people race civics? Right. And so um, he came over, saw the show. It was blown up. I mean, it was an amazing show in, in the Sky Dome and everything. Beautiful. He came out. He's like, this is amazing. I don't know what it is, but this is awesome. We could, and it looks like a toy line would be viable. We ended up signing a deal with Playmates Toys. That was the first deal to get signed. That was a big deal. Um, and I'm like, here we go. And so you just right there, that deal crossed over into like basically mom and pop to now you got to act like mm. legit serious. Now it's all networks and all it's business mm -hmm. for sure. So they don't sign a deal like that and fork over a lot of money to not have something happen. Right. Mm. So now they're behind Max Boost. And now you got to think about it. This company is behind Max Boost. Now they need other people to jump on board and other companies to jump on board and make Max Boost even bigger so that their investment in Max Boost also is secured, right? And, and growth. So now we're like, okay, what do we need next? We need, uh, we got the toy side of things. The other thing that we need are like a uh, publication deal. We need to have, they want us to get a publication deal. They want a video game deal. They want all this stuff. So we started lining up all this stuff. And so everyone, people were interested. THQ video uh, for videos, uh, video games, and um, and uh, you know apparel and apparel and Tokyo Pop for comic books, like all of it. Things are lining up. Things are looking good. All we needed was one thing. So, was a TV show. That's it. Just a Saturday morning cartoon. That's it. That's, That's all we needed. it. Yeah, just easy peasy, right? Simple. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, sorry if you heard the story already on the maybe on the last podcast, but. Um, yeah, that was, that was, that was all we needed. And, um, so we went to work and that was a lot of work and it was expensive and, but it was worth the shot, right? You got to shoot the shot. You're here at this point, got to go. And, um, and so now we're starting to look into everywhere from Disney to Cartoon Network at the time, uh, to Nickelodeon to whatever. We're going all the way across the board and we happened to hit WB. Mm-hmm. And we knew that if we get a Saturday morning cartoon, not only will all the other deals close, but Walmart and Target loved the toys already. They just they didn't want to put a toy on the shelf that didn't have a cartoon behind it. Gotcha. Okay? Because cartoons are the advertisements for the toys, guarantees sales, mm. guarantees, right? So they just wanted that. They're like, we're good. We're ready to go. I'm like, here I am. Biggest biggest toy retailers in the world, uh, in the United States, are ready to grab this stuff. They love it. We had personal meetings with them at the uh, Toy Fair and Javits Center. Worked really hard. It took a year. All right? So uh, we just needed the show. And so the show uh, was one pitch from a guy named Reggie Hudlin. And Reggie Hudlin, who created Boondocks, mm -hmm. have you ever seen that cartoon? Yes. Uh, he also uh, was the, uh, the, the executive producer of Django Unchained. He ended up becoming the president of BET Network. He was my, one of my guys on the inside. And I actually didn't know him at the time when he pitched my show. It's like that. It's the, that kind of thing. Just, uh, my, my agent's like, just trust me. Reggie's going to get the job done. Okay. 
Wow. <laughs> I think he just did a show with, with Charlemagne that's coming out on Comedy Central. Probably. He's busy. Oh. Wow, <laughs> dude. That's yeah. crazy. And so he comes in. Uh, and I, I guess I'll tell this part of the story because he comes in not in a suit. I'm suited up. I'm thinking I need to be suited. He comes in like, le- like in linens. Like yeah. he just came off of a, a, of a, a off of a, a, a per- private jet. He probably did from huh? Trinidad. <laughs> I swear, sandals and everything. I, I I I was like, I looked at Russell and I go, dude, are you sure? He's all, he got this. Yeah. Anyways, he did. He pitched it in. Uh, he considered it an in-room buy where everyone's like, yeah, this is awesome. Let's do it. Uh, long story short, one week. Uh, one week before our deal was signed and the deal was amazing dude mm-hmm. i was retired <laughs> i felt like it was just going to be like uh, unbelievable all the things they tell you were don't do these deals because you're going to lose this lose that lose it which is true i did i was smart enough to not have those things happen and they weren't happening in there i was still getting merchandising royalties i was still getting all this stuff so i had an amazing deal in my 20s uh with uh, with uh, with all of this going on and i credit that to my agency and mm-hmm. them not trying and being good guys, Russell. Thank you. You're not, you don't screw people. Um, and we were almost signed, so it went from hero to one day I'm standing in my auto cannon office and I get the call. What's up, Russell? He goes, Are you? He goes, Max is on life support. And I went, What? Like we're literally celebrating already. And then and the guy on the inside of WB, John, got fired <laughs> out of nowhere. And the girl that replaced him. When they have a regime change like that, they want to swipe the table. Yeah. Nothing. And they just get rid of everything. And they did. Uh, my heart went just to the floor. And I was already like around that time, it was already tough for me. Like I was already kind of dealing with a lot of things. And um, and I was having uh, just it was it was tough. And I spent a lot of money. I bet everything to get to this point. <laughs> so I invested everything goes to zero hero to zero and like nothing heartbroken. And so, um, yeah, that was it. And that was the part where I started to, like, I couldn't, I couldn't do max boost anymore at that point. I felt like fully defeated, like pretty defeated that I was like, I need to take a break. I didn't want to stop. Mm-hmm. I said, I'll take a break. And I thought I was going to take a break for one issue. And I never missed an issue of max. Mm-hmm. Max has never been not in an issue of Importuner on purpose. Uh, there was one time it was an accident. Uh, but, um, on purpose and i said i just told the editor i said dude i needed a break and then one month became two and then two became four and six and pretty soon i was like maybe they don't really want max in there because they're not really calling me back not asking me not asking to have me back but the fans were i i knew i saw fan mail coming in actual mail actual mail <laughs> and uh but i just like dude i was i was so depressed it was it was you know that was it and i just uh and we didn't stop even then, so I went to Disney. We went to Disney. We went to, like, I had a personal meeting with Cartoon Network, like, literally in the hotel cafe, mm-hmm. like, here in, in San Diego. And um, just nothing panned out, and that was it. And I just felt the crap, <laughs> you know? Damn. Yeah, tough. And so these toys are the actual toys from those early 2000s that were pitched at the Javits Center at Toy Fair in the Warner Brothers uh, with, with, when we're doing the deal with Warner Brothers at the Playmates booth. So if everything went right, these would have been on the shelves. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so these are the toys here, and these are the original maquettes I made before these toys were made. So uh, Joe Phillips, a good com- a comic book artist, uh, he is super talented. He's able to do comics and sculpt. He sculpted these for me. And then I sculpted that original car to kind of just 
kind of get a visualization of something that I, you know, that I thought could be kind of cool, a little wacky um, on the, um, you know, car- cartoonized yeah. style that eventually led to, to led to this here, which I wanted them to be not like a normal car. Obviously, I wanted them to have be cartoony. And then these are actually push powered. Very so, cool. Um, yeah. And, and of course, everybody in the industry at the time, like my friends over at InGen, Tanabe, uh, you know, all those guys were super supportive. That's why we have logos, you know, logos on the cars. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just never. So this is kind of like a something that makes me proud. And then, you know, it, I mean, it used to make me sad, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm all proud now. <laughs> just letting everyone know I'm good. And we'll talk about toys. But yeah, it's sad. Like you just got that far. I spent all my money. I like everything. I'm just hanging out. I don't care. Like, I, you know, I, I, I take full risk. Um, and, and yeah, it didn't pan out. So, so this time, 2006, before you get the news, how much of your time were you spending on max boost? Uh, it was, it was not a ton of time because I had auto cannon running okay. also. And so for some people who don't know auto cannon, auto cannon was my company where I produced apparel. Mm-hmm. We were one of the original tuner culture apparel brands, shift gear. A lot of people probably uh, have worn, like, literally sold over a million shirts. I mean, a lot. I was very quietly in my 20s in the industry, probably one of the most successful companies in the industry. You probably wouldn't know. In t-shirts, we were sending tons of them. We were in like every major department store back in the day when that was the thing. Um, And then we were selling all those shirts. And I was known for that car art style that I did your your Mm -hmm. thing on. And uh, for some people that may know way back in the day, for our older audience, I was one of the original artists for uh, a brand called Rolling Hard, which is... That was the lowrider brand, lowrider right? Brand. From uh, like Miller's Outpost. Exactly. And they were our first account. Anchor Blue. Yeah, they were our first account. There's a f- crazy stories there. But yeah, so I used to do all that. And uh, speaking of which, I totally forgot. I was like talking about t-shirts and stuff. We planning to come back and bring like Auto Cannon back. All right, guys, let's take a break for our next sponsor, Action Clutch. Big, big shout out to Action Clutch. Thank you guys for coming back as the sponsor for the next season of Downtime with Downstar. We're so excited to grow with you guys. And if you haven't checked out Action Clutch, check them out right now before this read at Action Clutch. They've been working on a lot of stuff and uh, they're really getting into content, which is awesome. But one of the most critical parts to any build is the clutch. Without a proper clutch, you won't be able to get that power to the wheels. No one wants to spend hundreds of dollars on a clutch that won't hold their power for more than a few races or spirited drives that's why it's important to go with a kit that you know that you can count on and that's why many people choose action clutch over the competition action clutch makes kits here in the usa with parts sourced locally in los angeles they have kits to replace oems clutches all the way up to 1200 horsepower and can be found everywhere from street cars drag cars even formula drift vehicles not only are the clutches made in the usa but they've made a strong focus this year to give back to a percentage of sales to the community during these hard times providing impacted families with groceries and other necessities contact them today with whatever you need and they'll give you the family treatment you can check them out at actionclutch.com and if you don't see what you need on there you give them a call at 323-269-6051 or like i said check them out on instagram and you can shoot them a dm and get right to it at actionclutch or you can email them at sales at actionclutch.com or if you want you could just honk your horn five times in a row beep beep long beep 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 and they'll be there right at your door. That's not gonna happen, but what is gonna happen if you use the code DTWD for checkout, 
get 15% off. How lit is that? Go buy yourself a clutch. Now back to the show. Oh, so I don't know if I said this in the last podcast, but a lot of people are familiar with a brand called Zoom. Zoom Speed. Yeah. I don't know if I talked about it a lot last so, podcast. Very little. I, we didn't, we didn't get to dive in much on Auto Cannon or oh, on okay. the, that one. So I would definitely like to talk about that. Yeah, we could talk about it. I just want, just, get, just for everyone listening, I guess it's just an example of how, as a creative guy, I took everything that I loved about tuner culture and just turned it into things like comics and trying to turn it into toys and a show and an apparel and all of that. That's just how I work and how I do business and stuff. So our goal is, uh, so one of the things that we are going to, we're bringing auto cannon back, uh, some, probably sometime this year. Mm -hmm. And, um, one of the things that I thought was kind of cool was this, um, I love it, guys. He brought a bunch of uh, a bunch of goodies, and I don't know what he has over there. Well, maybe so. not a bunch, but well, I do actually have a bunch of goodies, but uh, this one's particular. So I wanted to print like I just I just wanted this. I want to give this to you as a gift, but I'm telling you, it gave me chills when I did it. But because um, I haven't printed a shirt in like forever, so I did a little Max Boost uh, Downstar shirt. But the cool part is is the car <laughs> on the back, dude. So. I don't know, man. I like how I think it looks dope, dude. So this is dude. Are you serious, bro? <laughs> oh my god, I gotta get a picture of this. Dude. So I thought I was just wondering. So hopefully you like it. Let me see that. Oh my god, dude. This one's for you, um, Dennis. It's one of two. Wow, bro. This this is one of two. Like it's literally this one's yours, <laughs> and this one's mine. <laughs> <laughs> dude yeah thank you so much bro oh, is that dope God. so this is it made me bro i have not done one of these in like 15 years like the dude. comic i haven't drawn in 15 years i haven't done shirts which i was known for for so long in 15 years and this is one of the first times i did a shirt dude i printed a shirt in 15 years it's yours so yeah, and, and there you go. I'm happy to have done it. I'm happy to put it right here on the show and to tell everyone I'm going to come back and do this because I, when I, dude, when I had, when they handed it to me, I just like had chills. It brought me back to nostalgia. It brought me back to the original tuner culture. And I just think it looks sick. And I bet you a few of your fans would want one. Dude, these <laughs> details are insane, bro. <laughs> Guys, make sure you check this out. Um, yeah, so what I did, I, what I did do, Frank, just in case you're curious too, if yes. anyone's interested in one of these, yeah, just go to downstar.maxboost.com. I already set up a thing. Just to put your email address in there as a waiting list for anybody that might oh want something. God, if me and Frank do a collab for anything, Get on that list at, like I said, downstar.maxboost.com. And you'll be the first to know if Frank wants to do something. Wow. Dude, I'm speechless, bro. Yeah, I think it's... Uh... And then, yeah, I want to take it one step further. You ready for this? Yeah. One step further, this shirt. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, for my boys that are on the Influencer Cover and people that I, you know, like I said, that are part of my the, the Max Boost family... Uh, you you may not know this, but we also have a licensing deal with Honda. Yeah. So we're working directly with them. So what I'm trying to do, and I've already proposed it, is I want this as an officially licensed Honda shirt. Wow. So it's legit. It's like a real thing. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, dude. Can you imagine that? That's like a real, th like a real genuine Honda piece of. You know what? Apparel. I'm like. 
so shocked, bro, because nobody ever does stuff for us. Like oh, this. really? Ever. Oh, ever. wow. And it's, 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 sometimes it gets to the point where I, I feel like, you know, I don't want to say bitter, but just like jaded a little bit. Mm. You know, maybe the way that you felt in 2006 that you put so much into this, this industry that you love and it's just, you, you don't really feel like you get, th- like you get anything back from it. Oh, I mean, man. I mean, I do get, you get the sales and the business and things like that, but like, I'm a creative just yeah, like yeah. you and for somebody to just to just recognize that like you have dude like that means so much to me well let me tell you something then i don't I, that shocks me i'm not I'm surprised people don't take care of it because guess what i'll just say something like for example mickey over at throttle yeah so i look on the wall he's got all these corporate sponsors right those guys are just blown up beyond belief yeah but guess who's up who's what banners up on the wall downstar why because he wanted to honor the fact that you have always supported the industry, supported him, supported them from the beginning. So you're definitely one of the good guys. And I don't, that shocks me that people wouldn't do something like this. And I'm, and I'm happy to have done it for you. I love it, And I'm dude. glad God, if damn. that makes you cry, then... <laughs> no, but I mean, like, no, dude, you're dude, you're doing podcasts. I said it last time. I said, we need more, more guys like you. More guys that are like, what's a podcast for? It's to help spread the word, right? Yeah. The good word of whatever, right? And then uh, same with Max. Max was to spread the good word of tuner culture to like potentially to, like I said, to ages that would normally not even be able to drive. And it worked. 20 years later, we realized it worked, right? Yeah. Same thing, man. That's what you do. So, shoot. Dude, thank you. Everybody, send Ma- Frank a gift, man. If, you, if, you, if he's taking care <laughs> of you and you haven't done something for him, you're getting checked right I now. Don't, I don't want it to sound like that. <laughs> nah, dude, nah. It, does, it doesn't sound you, like you, that. You know what it is like? I posted it the other day that um, I've had so many people on the podcast and just wanting to share their story. And however big the platform is, at, even if 100 people listen, at least those 100 people yeah. heard your story. For sure. You know, And then after that, other people have started their own podcasts. And I'm just like, oh, cool, Sick. bro. Yeah. Great for you. And then like, I never get hit up. Oh. Like, Damn, yeah, bro. Yeah, that yeah. kind of like. I don't know. I, I don't know if it just Sweet. like slips their mind or if I'm not even interesting enough that they would want me to be on their show or if like it, it just makes me feel a certain way somehow. Oh, and and it's it's not only that, but it, it's just like so many other things. But then there are those people that I've, you know, just planting seeds all the time, even with you. You know, when you started, when you got out of Max Boost. I wasn't even in the Honda community. I said on the last one yeah. that I had my first um I had my first uh forum in 2007. I signed up for my first Honda forum in 2007. <laughs> wow. And that was before I was even even had a Honda. You know, it was just because one of my buddies he was into it. So I was like, "Oh, well let me just get on it because it was sort of like a social media um it reminded me of kind of like MySpace, but for car guys. So I just wanted to to just be part of the community. So everything Max Boost prior to yeah. 2007, I had no idea about. So when you and I connected and um, you know just started building a relationship, it just it just means so much to me that that you see the value in what we're bringing to the table. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know. And I appreciate yeah. that, man. Even from you offering, asking me if I wanted to be on the covers, it's like, bro, that's <laughs> so amazing, dude. 
yeah it's just i i feel you so much dude because like i i do i come at this as a creator and sometimes i'll create something that i think is like so amazing and then it just doesn't get any love and i'm like fuck dude it's it's so it's so discouraging and that's like on such a smaller level i could just imagine how it feels when you're just going to all these meetings and you know and getting the toys made (laughs) and you gotta do this and you're almost there yeah and then it just rug gets pulled from under you dude yeah it's yeah man so i just want to say number one i thought that was a really cool thing that you started when i stopped yeah right i really love that you know it's like we can represent kind of two different generations of the tuner culture yeah definitely and uh, that's awesome and then that just the fact again i'm recognizing you for sure i mean who's doing podcasts who's letting people tell stories not too many people you know i appreciate big mike for having me on his too and uh you know and obviously there's just a few people that want to tell these stories and i think the stories are there yeah and so you know i appreciate you for that and um and then yeah i think you need to be recognized i think also what from the entrepreneurial side of things I mean, I could totally flip this and interview you, hundred <laughs> percent, because you're looking at a guy, right, who started off. I'll say kid, man. We're basically kids. Yeah, man, loved skating, loved uh, cars, loved whatever, and turned it into something that sustains a family. That's insane. Yeah, that not just you, everyone, your family, and then every single person that works for you. I mean, that's huge. What you've accomplished is not the most common well, i'd love it more common but yeah. you know it's 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 not common but you're an inspiration dude thank you you got bro. this brand your level of detail and everything that you talk about that's important to you it shows in everything that you do and then you know your hustle online your hustle on the podcast your hustle like i see it and it's like yeah you deserve to definitely be on a show so thank you bro you, you know i think you did do that to yourself didn't you interview yourself once <laughs> yeah i did and I, I yelled at myself <laughs> <laughs> I yelled at my I, I I think that I gotta do a, a couple podcasts just solo. Just go ahead and offer. No, the I'll rip, come back. You know? I'll come back and interview you. That would be cool. That'd dude. be dope, yeah. dude. I should interview you. I think yeah. I could interview. I think I could do it. That'd be sick. Let's dude. do that. Let's plan that. See, we planned one. We planned that I come back last time. Yeah. Now let's plan. I'll interview you. I'm down. With and that. I'll, I'll get ready with all the hard questions and everything. I'll make you cry. Oh, Frank. <laughs> I want to cry. Dad. And then I'm gonna. I should do a post as a. What should we ask Frank? I want to cry. <laughs> and then I'll put it all together and I'll come back and I interview. I swear I could, I could get into it too. Thank all, you, bro. Yeah. So, I appreciate it. So, yeah. yeah. So what we got at this table is just anybody that's out there that's listening right now. If you have an idea or you have a passion or a dream, this is this is literally what's sitting at the table right now. Yeah. Dude. And that's one thing that I like guys to focus that executed, on. executed on that idea that keeps you up at night. That's it. The only difference between us and you, if you haven't done it, is literally doing just it. Just doing it. It's literally doing it. Yeah. So, and hope you can. Hopefully, we just give you a little bit of a, you know, go for it. And you, you mentioned something I wanted to speak on. You said mm-hmm. something about, um, I think failing, or like, and then you just get down. Yeah. You know, and it's like, what's the que- What would you tell my? What would you tell yourself back then if it happened? You know. And I just realized something, man. Um, there's a time where I used to think entrepreneurship and owning your own business was for everyone. Yeah. And I don't want to sound bad, but there's a point where I said, that's not necessarily true. Okay. There's nothing wrong with a nine to five. Yeah. You're happy. You're happy. Period. Or whatever way you got to do it. And nowadays, today, there's so many ways to make money. It's crazy. To do a million dollars in t-shirt sales, uh, millions, uh, sell a million t-shirts back then when I did it was crazy hard. That was the hardest thing. Now you can literally open up a website 
a Kickstarter and boom, you could sell a million units. Mm -hmm. Like you really could realistically. And I just go, what I learned about this stuff and what I'm wanting to bring back to this story is you're gonna, they say it, but you don't really get it until you have your own company or do you really risk? You're going to fail a lot. Yeah. Bottom line, even if it's not full failure, and yes, learning, all that stuff, yes, I understand. But I'm talking about you're going to get disappointed a lot. Yeah. Just like you said about your post, no love. I put all my heart in this. I got no, you're going to get disappointed a lot. But at the end of the day, the pluses will, should be outweighing the minuses, but you don't get pluses without minuses. Yeah. There's nobody that had a business plan or in a plan, period, of something this big. That just went A, B, C, D, <laughs> Dude, it was like A, X, L, yeah, J, yeah, yeah. 1, 5, div divided <laughs> sign. You know what I'm saying? I feel so you. So this is that for me. And what I'm, yeah, no, we'll keep talking about I, whatever you want to talk about. But this shows we're going to do toys. And I'm not giving up. And this Dude, is the point where I said to my team, I said, now that I'm back, and I, this is my promise to my fans, my original goal the knock at the door and having a movie and getting Max Boost back, I'm not stopping until it happens, period. I see that as way more possible now than maybe in the past because you have so many other tools that you can mm. make this happen by yourself. Yeah, that's another. Or with the support of the Max another Boost fans. We could talk about all the opportunities that are available today that weren't before. Yeah. Oh my God! It's just it blows my mind. I use, and I speak at the California well, I used to when uh, when they were having. Uh, I used to speak at the California International Business University about things like that and m different ways of uh, launching products and all of these. Oh, it's amazing what you can do today. You can start clothing brands from nowhere. Yeah, like boom, like with little money. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like or none. Um, but uh, but yeah, I won't go into all that right now. But uh, I love it, dude. Now. I kind of want to talk about that a little more, just being a creative oh, sure. yeah, yeah. and, you know, um, like for me, sometimes, like I said, I'll create something and I just think it's like the coolest thing in yeah. the world. I put so much attention into it and it, it doesn't, it doesn't hit, uh, it doesn't really discourage me from doing it again, but I've somehow like the, the disappointment has become like the norm for me. Mm. And, uh, sometimes I don't know, maybe it's, it's just the way that I think about it, but sometimes I feel like the, the things that I put out there and the community that I'm kind of focused in, they're, they're really not aligning as much. Oh. And I'm, I'm trying to make as many tweaks as I can to, to, you know, make everything work together keep doing the creative things that i want to do and keep going like doing things that i feel fulfilled with staying with the, the the current community that i'm with um but i've just i've been finding a lot of trouble with that hmm. you know, even with with the podcast who have you know a lot of big names on here and we'll talk about a lot of stuff and it just doesn't it doesn't resonate well and maybe just people don't know about the podcast. Maybe people in our community, that's kind of not their thing where they just want to sit and listen to yeah, yeah, people yeah. talk for a couple hours. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of commitment. <laughs> yeah. So thank you to anybody who's here at this point. Yeah, guys. Like, thank seriously. You. <laughs> seriously. Yeah. So, yeah, so it, it's uh, that's just one thing that I've been struggling yeah. with 
as of late because like separating myself frank downstar from downstar as a company you know Down, oh, downstar dude, is doing yeah. great it's balls rolling we're on all the hottest cars and we're expanding everything's great but for me as a as a creative that's kind of where i get to like the fork in the road like dude i keep fucking throwing shit on the wall over here and it's not sticking <laughs> what what do i do you know yeah. so did you ever feel out feel at that point where you, <laughs> you felt like you were growing in a different direction yeah for sure there's a couple of things that you know that i could talk about i'm sorry if this sounds advicey or whatever no we love know, it i think dude. this is probably what you want so i i'm, I'm gonna try to key in and see if i can uh, help a couple of things like the i'll talk about the one that comes off the top of my head so as artists i'm an artist right we're always wondering what other people are going to think about our stuff yeah right? but if you kind of remember when you first started you did your thing and you attracted people that loved your thing you literally attracted people that loved you doing your thing and then there's a point just like music where people start to go well what do they want me to do mm. and they care more about that and i promise you you start to ask your customers or people or the internet what should i do next they're gonna have every single answer yeah but it may not be the right answer, right? And um, it's, they don't know, right? <laughs> they think they know, but only you know what's, you're, you're, you are the visionary. You're the innovator. It's almost like asking, like Steve Jobs asking, what should we do next in the, like just getting a random poll from the public, mom, dad, and everyone. Mm -hmm. What should we do in the computer industry next? What should we invent? No one would ever come up with an iPad. Like not, not, not one person would. It's not their, it's not their job. Yeah. It's, it's your job. So, and people loved you for that, right? People love me for me being me. And as soon as I start to try to think, okay, I'm going to start making stuff for uh, because of other people or because of what other people think, then I'm going to start to lose myself in a bit. And so just to remember that, that what it was you did originally is what, um, what I believe was the most attractive. And you're going to evolve. Mm -hmm. But you get to ask yourself the question, do they change me or do I change them, right? Do my, and my, your work in a positive way made a difference to people. And that's why they hung on. That's why they became part of your family, right? And some, and you also got to remember sometimes relationships go through evolutions. And sometimes some people love you now and then eventually they grow, they change, they get kids, they get whatever, and they're just not attracted to playing with toys anymore or something. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. okay. That's not, doesn't mean anything to you. You do your thing, right? And, um, and so don't lose yourself. Like, you knew it was cool. Stay there. <laughs> Trust yourself. And the part that I go into is like, okay, well, and I've got examples right now where I go, God, man, if I do this and I get 10 likes on it, I'm like, does that mean anything? Does it, literally, does it really actually mean anything? Yeah. Right? And am I living for likes? Is it all clout or what? And then, you know, I, I just think that you just got to be careful with that. And then, yeah. like you said, music. Then it becomes it becomes bean counters, right? They go, well, this song did really well. Let's just tweak it a little bit. Do another one of those, right? And then do this one, and eventually you're gonna lose your audience anyway. Yeah, because they're like, oh, these guys aren't real anymore, right? So you don't want to be there. And I don't know if that's helpful. Another thing that I realized, so that's one, right? So basically, do your thing. You're the artist. You're the visionary. No one can see. Any, no one can see in front of you, dude. You know, it's like you are literally the front, mm -hmm. and they depend on you to entertain them in a way that they would never even think for themselves. So yeah. Don't, don't, right. The iPad. They'll never figure it out, but they don't even know they want one. But you know they want one. Yeah. So whatever that version is, and whatever you do, 
And then the second thing is I realized something I just did. I did something f crazy, dude. It's the craziest thing I ever did in my life I did over this last week. So I kind of come up with a way to promote the book. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to say it on this podcast. It's the first one. And I, I, I don't know when this is getting released, but it's, we're probably going to release this thing on Monday. Uh -huh. And we came up as a team and I said, what is the craziest way we could promote this thing that would get some eyeballs? People seeing Max Boost and thought of all the regular ways to do it. More posts, more this. And I said, no, we got to do something crazy. Yeah. And I'm introvert, so I don't really like to be out there. It's, people are confused by that because I seem to have a lot of fun, you know, when I'm at, you know, signing at the Falcon booth and the Honda, I'm like really energetic and stuff. And I love that. I love it. But I just don't prefer, I don't like try to go out of my way. So I did something crazy. I said, let's do, a, let's give away a car. Mm. So we're giving away a car at Max Boost. Wow. Well, we're going to take it another step further. <laughs> so, so the way you win the car, right? It's like every other sweepstakes, right? Uh -huh. You know what I'm talking about, right? Go to the website. Yeah. Every dollar you spend, you get an entry to winning the car, right? Yeah. And I was like, let's take this to another level. So everybody's getting crazy on these sweepstakes. Yeah. Bro, how are they giving away GTR plus 60,000 cash on top? <laughs> yeah. How many t-shirts do you actually sell? Oh my God, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've Bro, been trying to break down the math on a lot I, of these. I don't know how you do it. It's amazing. But I'm like, it's getting ridiculous. It started off like the first time they did like a $20,000 car to give away. I'm like, wow. And then 30, 40, 60. And they're all one-upping each other, all these sweepstakes. So we're going to take it another level. So <laughs> uh, I kind of don't, I, I was like, well, whoever hears this is going to get the inside scoop. That's why you're on Downstar. Is, so what we ended up doing was going the opposite direction. We're going to give away a car and it's an absolute piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> you see <laughs> we're gonna literally make fun in this video of every other sweet oh my god dude i've been wanting to do that but i just feel like ah oh, dude you're just being negative <laughs> see it's so fucking annoying dude, no everyone's annoyed i'm sure at, this is at a point where people are like you see another one and another one and like the whole during all the quarantine everyone was like raffling you know cars <laughs> yeah. in every single part away yeah. trying to make fifty thousand dollars off of like a, a you know like a spoon exhaust right and so it's like we just kind of i just said let's make fun of it yeah so i wrote a script <laughs> i and this is uh, there's a point of why i'm saying this is yeah. what you're saying but there, so i wrote this script and i'm like i think it's pretty funny and even better is what we're giving away is a car that i bought mm -hmm. that was a midori green civic yeah. for Hon the, the, the honda midori green civic Bought it out of Vermont. It looked like it was clean. Came over. I spent $2,000 just to ship it. Mm. To help us finish the other Midori. Mm -hmm. our, our official Midori. Um, or to have a stock one or whatever. It, it, looked, it looked cherry. Except for a little bit of rust. Yeah. Came in. I was at a cartoon. And the guys go. I, I said, how's the car? They're like, oh, your parts car? I'm like, <sighs> oh, dude. Lost so much money on that thing. Oh, And wow. so this is another inspirational thing like that went wrong i looked at it dude there's rust everywhere there's nothing like i probably got 500 dollars worth of any something <sighs> out of it but it helped put together so so panels are on their official midori the max boost uh max boost if you don't know his his main car is a 96 civic uh a midori green civic and so we're trying to build the real car in real life now. Right? Oh, okay. So, uh, and I, and I, and we do have one. It's in the, it's in, you can see it in the comic and I've been driving it and I've raced, I've been competed in it and everything. It's still got a D series and everything's hilarious. Yeah. So 
Anyways, we took some of those parts, put it on that one. But now we're left with this rusty shell. Yeah. And so I'm like, so I'm, I'm like going, what are we going to do with this? And this is lemons to lemonade, lemon mm -hmm. lemonade. And I told the guys at Cartoon, I said, could you please hold it? We're going to figure this out. I'm going to, I'm going to make something of this thing. And so now fast forward, I just did. We're going to do a sweepstakes with this car. Yeah. And it made me the most famous <laughs> Dory Civic ever. Oh my gosh. And it absolutely dude i'm gonna give you i i gotta give you some um where did my phone go because <laughs> i gotta show you this is how bad that's it is. hilarious Bro, this is a, this and is shout out to anybody that's doing these raffles it just uh er, everything on my feed is a raffle 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 yeah no do do what you gotta do yeah, don't worry do. about it you, you can do you can do you could be perfect we're still making fun we're still gonna make fun of you yeah right? but let me show you what the car looks like so you get a little bit of an understanding of what we're giving away and when we pull the car cover off this shit oh my god that's what it's gonna look like right yeah. there <laughs> and so we shot this video yeah professional uh-huh i said shoot it like it's a million dollar car yeah shoot us like it's a million dollar car and then it just went bonkers after that so i was i had the script and i'm supposed to stand in front of the car and talk and i'm like you know what man let's take it another level um and there's a reason why i'm saying all this and i, I promise you uh -huh. i said so I bought a wig <laughs> and I don't do this. This is not oh me, my dude. God. This is not how I do things. That's very introverted. <laughs> Super, dude. And so I'm sitting in front of like, I just put on the, 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 the suit. I put, uh, I, put on, I put on the clothes. I put on the wig. I'm like, let's just make fun of these sweepstakes like all the way. Like, let's just not, let's just not even. Oh, shit. Let's just go all the way, right? And so I'm, in, I'm up there and I'm like, seeing the lines and they're like dude you need an accent oh. i'm like i'm not an actor man i just wanted to look funny and talk the words yeah they're like no you need an accent and i'm like i can't do filipino that's too on the nose man yeah. i'm not doing that I'm, and then i started speaking italian -ish, ish and i'm like oh no all the italians are gonna cancel culture me like i was like yeah i just make up some random but i ended up doing what i ended up proud of myself was I did something I never did before. I started the shoot at seven. We ended at like six. It was no lunch, no break. Wow. In a hundred, like I was like, I was in the suit in like a hundred degree heat in the back. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. The hardest shoot I've ever done. And what I'm hoping, and there's a, where I'm kind of wrapping up here, is that there was a reason that that thing was a piece of crap in the first place. Yeah. And if this becomes a thing that helps our max boost, I don't know, maybe there's a, maybe we get a million views on this thing. I don't know. 10,000 views. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll take it. 20,000. And we sell $10,000 and more in books or 20 or who knows, a hundred. I have yeah. no idea. Maybe a bunch of people think it's so funny. I'm going to buy the comic that, that was about that, that we took something that went wrong and made it more than right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so the part that I, like we're talking about disappointment yeah that was disappointing when i got it but then this might be the coolest thing i ever did yeah then the part that i was talking about earlier about being yourself or doing your thing i was doubting myself this whole pretty much the whole time and then when i telling me to act oh my god dude like that morning i was like i think this might be a bad idea mm. and i realized something bro i realized that this idea that i was doing i'm like thinking who how are people going to care about this are people going to like it and who are the people that i'm thinking about i'm thinking about other people yeah i want to get more fans i want to get more people to come see max boost and all of that so i'm thinking about them and i realized something i said you know what dude no. no 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 this is worth it if my actual fans 
think it's funny. It's for them. Mm -hmm. I said, wait a second. We have our own community. I should be doing stuff for them, right? And with them and for me. Like, if I think it's funny, I should do it. Just do it. And it might f fall flat on its face. But it's like, it, but what is my expectation, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, so I started to think about that. How many of my decisions I make thinking of the guy that has literally doesn't care about Max Boost? I'm trying to attract him for some reason. Yeah, yeah, You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Very different than me going, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to put all my heart and soul in it because everybody that's a Max Beast fan is going to definitely laugh at this. They're going to watch me be a goof and hopefully it's really funny and they're going to have a good time and it's for them. Yeah. And then I thought maybe that's the way you do it. You do the thing for you. You do it for your community and then it's attractive to everybody else. But they're not my they're not my target. I'm not trying to really go out there and grab people and try to sucker them in or any of that kind of stuff. It's really just I'll be cool. We have this amazing party and people are just going to want to come and join. You know, does it shift for me? And so to me, it kind of relates to what you were saying earlier. It's like my brain was thinking, what do they want? Yeah. No, no, no just keep doing your thing. You know, and it's it, and hopefully that I don't know if that makes any sense so. it does dude it's it's always just an in internal battle and i've had yeah. this battle ever since i was a child oh you mean you're an artist <laughs> yeah right like every artist is like duh <laughs> most people have you know what unless you're an artist it's very hard to understand yeah that like a lot of people there's a certain level of judgment you have to endure when you create something of your own and you put it out for people to criticize oh my god most people will never have that they'll never know what that feels like they're yeah. just, you know and it's the yeah they're already scared to get criticized of the work at work <laughs> and that's just work that's not even your like yeah you know your heart and soul into something you build something and yeah yeah and i don't i don't want this to to come off as like me not being appreciative for the the support that downstar does get oh of course not it's just doesn't but sound like down, Downstar could just run by by itself without me even really being that involved in it. What what I'm saying is that like when I get to like this creative point and I just feel like so stoked on something and I just you know just like you when you finish the video and how you feel everything's coming together and then when you actually put it out like when it maybe I'm even looking at it wrong that I shouldn't look look at it like that and learn how to disconnect once it's out. Okay, it's out that project is finished but like i i always wanted i appreciate when people appreciate the work uh. that actually went into it and that's what i think that i feel that i don't know if it's the the community the the supporters that we have the people that that actually view it if they they just can't really decipher how much work really went into something like mm. that like how big of a de yeah. deal is this you know it's a big deal to me but is it a big deal to somebody else interesting and i don't even know why that is even even important why why do i need people go. to to validate when i create something like hey do you like this but it's like then it's on the other side like why would you why would you do this drawing if people don't even get any enjoyment out of it why would you paint this picasso or, or whatever yeah off the top of my head i think because the way you do art is a gift like you're you feel like you're giving a gift to someone and you'd love to know if they like it mm, kind of, i like that that's it and that's how you see so you're building art 
for others, right? That's probably, maybe, I'm just throwing it out there. And that there's nothing wrong with that uh, at all. So it's like you feel like you're giving gifts and you want to give good gifts, period, and a story. And can you please tell me? So one of the things that I hear in, in what you're saying is you don't feel like you're receiving the feedback you'd like to receive. Good or bad. So even on the podcast, sometimes yeah. I would like people to say like, yo, that podcast was whack because of this. Yeah. You know, something. At least I know that I'm throwing it out there and somebody's catching it. Yeah. So you actually ask? Uh, I mean, I, I try to on my socials, but I don't know if that's that's even the best place to to be asking or right. Okay, so my my sorry if this sounds more like therapy. I love it, dude. <laughs> but yeah, so for me as an artist, like sometimes we wait for people to give us the responses we're trying to look for, mm -hmm. but nobody knows what we're asking for. They don't know we need it. Yeah. I don't know you need it, Frank. I think you're like, I just a, like an example. I'm just making this up right now. Like everything's good, man. You're on your social. You're happy. You got stuff going on. Your kids are doing great. You got to, uh, what do you need from me? Like, yeah. Until like I learned from myself, like if there's really something you need, you really gonna kind of have to ask and there's nothing wrong with asking it. Right. So, you know, it's like, if you really would love some feedback, any feedback, like if you're genuine in the in response, like people will tell you and you just go, Hey guys, this is like right now in this podcast, anybody got it to this point, they know now because of what you're asking and how sincere you are is Frank loves feedback on his stuff. It makes him feel like you saw it, makes him feel like you're involved. He's doing it for you because his artwork is a gift. That's how he sees artwork. And so uh, make sure you respond. Tell yeah, him what's up. Uh, and like you saying it like that, it's not even that I need positive feedback. I don't need to sell anything. I don't like you. I don't need you to yeah. like it, to buy it, to to whatever. Just I need to know that it's being received somehow. Yeah. Whether whether you like it, whether you don't, like I I just and I don't even know really what that is. And I think that's that's more of like an internal battle that I have with myself. Oh, the need to get the feedback. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And it just comes from like the artist standpoint too, because a lot of people they wouldn't even think of hardware or whatever <laughs> as being like an artistic kind of thing but like i was telling you before the podcast the reason that i even do the hardware is because when i was doing my build i wanted to get more detailed in it and nobody sold hardware kits at that time so i put something together and you know the ball started rolling from there but it all just comes down to like the small details even when i'll edit a video i'll take my time and just edit you know to the best of my ability so when i put it out there i'm like Yes, that was perfect. Even to the point where it'll be like finished, uh, airdrop it to my phone, watch it with my wife. And do you see anything, anything that didn't make <laughs> sense? And I'll watch it and it'll be like something so small. Okay, hold on. Let me run it. I'll just edit that out. Boom. So I'll have maybe like four versions of it. Just diving into that, you know, just, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're baking the best meal that you could bake. I'm going to bake you this meal. Yeah. I'm going to cook you this meal. And I put that meal there. That's the last I ever and hear no of response. It. You nothing. don't know if they like it. They you don't could know if have they loved it. it. You could, nothing. You, you could nothing. have loved okay. it. You could have got sick after it. Something. <laughs> I put this meal down. Does my art make you sick? You you get it, and then that's it. I'm like, oh yeah. So this okay. is a yeah. So welcome to the uh, art podcast. Uh, <laughs> of, uh, the struggle as an artist uh, when we care about the work we make. You know. Yeah. So there's a so. What, what we talk about the studio, there's two different things. Art is, there's art and illustration, okay? It's one of the first things you learn as an artist. 
Because when you're an artist, you think the world of your, like everything revolves around your art and your art. And like, dude, there was a time where I did the t-shirt designs and I literally thought I deserved 50% of the sales because I made the drawings. Mm. Um, foolish. And, and, who, and who I was dealing with was very patient with me. <laughs> and they're like, do you see every, all of this, this building, this everything? Like, it's, it, you're not the only part of this chain. You know? Yeah. And so you have to learn difference between art and illustration. So art is what you do for yourself. Illustration essentially is what you do for others. So illustration is like, if I get hired, and I've seen this before, young artists, artists that are trying to be illustrators, they'll do an illustration for a company. And the company says, we don't like this, we want it changed. Artists gets hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not doing it for you, bro. Got you. They're hiring you. You don't know everything. And you're just, unfortunately or fortunately, it's also good when you're just a tool. You're just like, here, let me give you what you want. And then that's it. It has nothing to do with you. And so that's the hard part. Illustration is that art, true art is like you do it for your vision, your own self. And if people like it, cool. People don't like it, cool. Like Mm. You don't care. You can do whatever you want. No one's telling you what to do. You're not get you know, you're not you're not getting paid to make Pepsi te- you know, point zero one percent more this month because yeah. of your color choice or something like that. No, you just you're doing your own thing. And that's art. And so there's a lot of times artists have a hard time between seeing art and illustrate uh, being an artist and an illustrator. And uh, uh, yeah, when you put your heart and soul into something, you always think it's art. <laughs> it might not necessarily be true. So Anyways, yeah, so what is it? So is the function of the artwork you're doing, is it to get likes and stuff? If it is, then that's probably closer to like illustration. It's for business. Gotcha. It's to get response. It's promotion. It's all of that. When you just do max boost drawing randomly to give the dentist or for your, or, or I don't know, name a piece of art you did for yourself that you didn't give a crap what anyone else said. You said, I want to do this. That's art. Yeah. You know, and... uh yeah, and no one's breathing down your neck saying I'm not going to pay you if it doesn't look like X, you know. So, I don't know if that's helpful, but yeah, there's a divide. And artists have artists, people who aren't artists have a very hard t- uh, just understand artists have a very hard time to not taking a lot of things personal in their work. And yeah. when you're working in a company in a corporation asking for a photo, it's not about you. Ah, it's like models. Like models. Think about this. So. Do you ever work with models or shop models? No. Okay, so the difference between a pro model... Just my wife. There you go. That. <laughs> that's why you're married and staying married, bro. Uh, yeah, good one, good one. But, um, but there's some models. They go to the shoot to sell a dress. Mm-hmm. I actually own a dress company. People don't know that. Oh, <laughs> some shit. Some people may not know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, check it out. And we back, guys. Let's take a quick break for our sponsor, Heel Toe Auto. An important part in buying Honda parts online is making sure that you can trust the company that you're dealing with to get you the parts reliably. You spend a lot of money and you spend a lot of time doing research on your build. The last thing that you want to do is send cash to a website where you may never see it again and worse yet, never see the parts. With Heel Toe Automotive, an 18-year track record is part of the deal. Heeltoe brings you deep industry connections, professional part recommendations, alternative ideas when your parts aren't available, and they'll even contact you when something on your order looks out of the ordinary before it ships. 
Hilto's unique checkout allows you to select a deadline to receive your parts to make sure that you can get them in time for your project plans. You can buy parts anywhere online, but Hiltone knows what truly matters to an enthusiast. Professionalism, swiftness, and accuracy. Hiltoe is in your corner. Make sure you guys check out Hiltoe at hiltoeauto.com or you can call or text them at 949-295-1668. Or you can check them out on Instagram at Hiltoe Automotive. Big, big shout out to Marcus from Hiltoe. Great guy. Um, He's always treated me so well, and he, him continuing supporting the podcast means the world to me, guys. So please, if you can do us a favor, just text him right now and say thank you for supporting Downtime with Downstar because without Hilltoe and our other sponsors, we couldn't continue doing the show. So shoot him a text right now, please, 949-295-1668. And make sure you guys check him out on Instagram, like I said. Shoot him a follow, shoot him a comment, and shoot him some love at Hilltoe Automotive. Now back to the show. But anyways, um, they shoot. Imagine the model going there. And I want her. I'm selling the dress. Okay. I'm not selling you. So when you go up there and you're like, well, I don't look good in that angle. It's not about you. Gotcha. I don't care. Just give me what I need so we can get our stuff done for our company and our set. It's not about you. So speaking on that in the same way as like artists. Well, I don't want to do it that late, Pepsi. I think it looks yeah, good. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing to do with you. That would be rude. Yeah. You're just like, no. So just think it, there's a difference. And the really good models know whatever you guys need, I'll do. Flip upside down, do whatever, whatever. You know, um, whatever you guys see in the vision for your marketing, we'll do it. Yeah. So there's a divide. I'm just trying to paint this line. I don't know if I'm doing a very good No, you job. are. Definitely. And, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't, hopefully this is not boring. <laughs> That's all good, dude. Oh, I wanted to speak about that. Yeah. So you said, well, we do this podcast. You work a lot hard and you get like, a, you get a hundred people to listen to it. I'm, yeah, I might go on this. I'm doing the same thing. So I go max boost Mondays. I go live every Monday. Yeah. I did it ever since I started in quarantine. I forgot why. It was to promote, I think the volume two book. Mm-hmm. But we've got awesome fans. And I've never done a live. I've never done any of that kind of stuff. Like I said, introvert. Yeah. But I happen to do some stuff. <laughs> so I go live on Mondays. Don't know what the hell I'm doing. Just want to explore it. So, you know, we first start out, like 25 people are watching. After a year of doing all of it, spending every Monday trying to get ready for the show. Um, and... It, it, it takes work, dude. Like you sitting here, it takes mental work. You got to prep for it. Like it's just, it, it takes mental space. Yeah. You know? And then it just go, every Monday I'm stuck. Like I have to be at the studio. So, but I didn't stop. And I went one year and guess what? I still have like 25 viewers. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I feel you. But <laughs> but here's the question. Yeah. See, now we this is a question. Well, what, what are you expecting? Yeah. I, what were you like for myself? I'm talking to myself. Got you, got you, got What you. was I really expecting? Yeah. Am I supposed to blow up to a thousand viewers? What What am I measuring against? So anytime you're disappointed, disappointment comes from not meeting an expectation. And sometimes you have no idea what that expectation is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can't go, you know what? 25 is enough. Like that is enough. No, some people have no enough. They don't even know when that point is. So they're just constantly disappointed. Then they realize they shouldn't. They're like, oh, wait. I shouldn't be disappointed. I'm actually pretty good. Or 25 is actually really good. Or 100 is really good. So yeah, we get about 100 something views per per Monday, which I think is extraordinary to me now when yeah. I look back. 
at first I'm like, oh, I'm going to start this thing five months. It'll be thousands. I'm like, no, dude, it's not like even, even these larger guys, when they do with like a million followers, when they do lives, you realize there's only like 70 people watching, right? Yeah. So I'm getting 25, 50 consistently every Monday. And then what was, but what was cool? What was cool is not the amount of people that grew from watching it. And you're right. One person watches it and sees the right thing. You made the difference you're looking for. Like, what are you, what is the, you know, that, what is the point of me doing the podcast in the first place? Just to connect and have a good time. Well, guess what? We fully achieved that. The 25 or 30 people that come regularly on Mondays now. Yes. Like family. Like yes. we talk and we like, we know each other. I say everybody's names and we just have a good time. It is a family living room, hangout, meeting, chill, drinking beers or whatever. I don't drink, but mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> thing every monday and they would be and i I asked them once i said dude will you be sad if i stop and they're like yes this is like my monday and i'm like huh i never saw it that important and and dude we do crazy stuff like we talk about cars they don't we like generate ideas and uh charity money and like that they're like want to buy me a new computer because my computer's too slow for the (laughs) podcast sometimes i mean it's just really fun and we talk about max boost we talk about cars but we know each other yeah we know each other now. And it's like, I didn't think I'd create a family. And what's that worth? That's mm. worth way more than a million people watching that don't interact. Yeah. And that's to your point. Yeah. You might have a million followers, but what you're really asking for is so people connect yeah. with your work, right? So that's what I have. A very devout, I don't want to say devout, that sounds weird. But follow, follow I don't even want to say followers, but like family a of cult. people. Cult. Like, dude, no, we, they, they want to, they want to go to Japan for Tokyo Auto Salon together. We're setting up like <laughs> cult. Yeah. Setting up like trips. They want to come out to wherever I'm at. Um, and we're going to set up trips other than COVID kind of screwed everything up. Yeah. But they'd literally come out. They would literally come out and we'll all meet each other in real life and stuff like that. And that's really cool. And that's the core essentially of like, uh, I'm going to go into other stuff if I start talking about this, but how do you build a brand today? Now yeah. it's different. And I'm like, Huh. It's not about the numbers. Don't be fooled. Because even people on on my podcast, on my my podcast, on my, uh, my Max Boost Mondays, mm-hmm. we literally had. Uh, well, this the little story here is Max Boost. Oh, where is it? He. This is his dream car. Well, he has a Max Boost Civic, and there's a reason why I'm talking about this. '96 mm-hmm. Midori Green Civic. And he wants it to get souped up and everything. Well, I've been drawing that Midori Civic and Max Boost for like 10 years. And then one day in my live stream, uh, they asked me, do you have a Midori Civic? I said, I've never owned one. Mm. They're like, that is so weird. You made them famous. And I literally, Max Boost did. Made Midori Green Civics famous during that time. I was making fun of the car. Mm. I didn't like the color originally, but now it's, you know, awesome. Um, so they said, you don't have one. We got to find a way. So Michael Bush, our number one fan, our number one Max Boost fan goes, Michael Bush. Yeah. His name is Michael Bush. Shout out to you, Michael, Michael Bush. And, uh, oh, there's this whole story here. He's actually on the influencer cover now too. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's a crazy story here. So Michael Bush himself is a crazy Max Boost story. And one of the reasons why what I do is worth it. Okay. But Michael Bush, he's so down for Max Boost. He's so down. And I got He's like, I'm going to throw down $1,000 right now to get Dennis a Max Boost, uh, to get him a Midori Civic. 
anybody else want to jump in? And in 45 minutes of that live broadcast with a very few people, came up with enough money to buy me that Midori Green Civic that was available in San Diego at the time. Wow. That was an absolute turd of a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, guys, we should not buy this. They're like, no, nope, we're buying it. They don't care. I was like, dude, the whole thing was messed up, dude. It was like a three out of 10. The guy said it was eight out of 10. It was the dirtiest oh thing I've goodness. ever seen. It was leaking everywhere. Everything was horrible. Every panel needs to be replaced, like the whole thing. But uh, they said, we're getting it. And we're getting it for you. And they ended up raising the money in 45 minutes and we ended up with the car. Wow. So what my point was, was there's people with a million fans. Their fans would never do that for them. Like they just wouldn't. Yeah. There's a connection between that I wanted to create between myself and the people that read Max Boost that I really invest in, that I really, there's a genuine love there, you know? And so uh, I think that's pretty rare. And <laughs> not only that, he, bought, he ended up buying another Midori for us. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not kidding. Like there was, there's there's stories with this guy, and so yeah, you know, let's talk about Michael Bush. Really. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's, let's talk about Michael flowers. Bush. So Mike, Michael Bush is actually on the influencer cover of the Max Boost um, Volume Two, and his car. Oh, you never. That's a story. Uh, his th car is actually right here. It's the a S2000, S2000, S2000 uh, HKS supercharged. Amazing car. Okay. So there's a reason why he's in it. So I'm going to talk about shortly about this story and the difference that whatever you do can make to somebody, you have no idea. So Max Boost, um, I, he's a big fan. Max Boost Auto Cannon. When we started to, we started interacting on Instagram. Um, actually, Memo was inter interacting with him. I wasn't really on the Instagram. Um, <clears throat> and I still suck at it. So, yeah. so uh, anybody that tries to message me there, sorry, I got a team of other people <laughs> doing it. I, I got to stay away from it. I just get caught caught up. Um, so check this out, dude. So I'm at SEMA. Uh, so we end up setting it up where I end up uh, says, hey, can we meet each other over at SEMA? And I said, for sure. We ended up meeting at SEMA, basically at the Honda booth for the first time. We've been talking online for like five, four months or something mm -hmm. like that. I just knew he was a number one fan. He backed he put the most money into Max Boost Volume 1. So I, I took him seriously. I'm like, dude, got to meet him. So I went to meet him, hanging out in the Honda booth. He invites me to dinner, right, with his boys. And I'm like, Sima, I'm a businessy kind of guy. I've like got a lot of relationships too, right? And I'm like, normally I'd be with industry at dinner or go do an industry thing. And I'm like, something in my gut said, Dennis, go have dinner with a fan, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like, yeah, man, I get back down to earth. Like, let's let's go, go with a fan. And so he invites us all out. And it's like, I think, eight of us total. And I says, that's this fancy, schmancy restaurant. I'm like, dude. And he's buying dinner for everyone, this mm. guy. I'm, I'm like doing the date thing where I'm like, oh, shoot. I look through the menu, find the cheapest thing, and I buy it. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? Like, but everybody else is buying, like, steaks and everything. I'm like, dude, you guys are rude, man. <laughs> But the craziest part was like, it was cool hanging out. Yeah. But in the middle of the dinner, he goes, there's a reason why I wanted Dennis to come out here. I'm so glad that he came out here. And I'm like, oh, cool. So I'm kind of on the spot now in the middle of all his friends. And he says, he says, um, I just wanted you to know that Max Boost saved my life. And I went, what? He's like, yeah. When I was, I think he was 13. I think you said around that age. He goes, I wanted to kill myself. And I went, okay. And he goes, I remember walking into, I think, a grocery store. 
and he saw Importuner magazine for the first time. During that time, he was like, I'm done. And he saw it, he opened it, read Max Boost, and he connected with it. And he was, and he was inspired. He loved Max Boost. And so what he says is he credits Max Boost with saving his life because he was at a point where he looked forward to nothing. And Max Boost was the one thing he looked forward to month after month. And the fact that it was a monthly issue, he's like, I don't want to miss the next one. So he stayed alive. And, <clears throat> and so he told me that story. I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, that's why I owe so much to Max. Wow. Yeah. And he goes, and he is, you know, this amazing story. Like, I was like, I had no idea. You, can you imagine me as an artist? Like, I have no idea that that's saving somebody. Right? Yeah. I mean, it just blew my mind. It made it all worth it, you know. And then I end up getting to know this guy even more. And at that SEMA, even, I'm like, dude, what do you want to do? Right? I was like, what is your goal? What, is, what do you want? And he's like, well, <clears throat> I've got cars, but I've always wanted to own a race team one mm. day. And that's three years ago. And I said, you know what? And then he said something like this. He goes, and I want you to drive. I'm like, yo, okay. And, and I, for some of you, I don't know, don't know. I compete. I drive. And so <clears throat> I was like, okay, let's figure it out. <laughs> and so we ended up becoming friends. And this guy has been one of the most amazing gifts to our entire community to max boost for sure that he's just there like for everything um and uh he's stepped up everywhere he's thrown money at us to help make things happen some of the new toys that we're developing now is he's he's helped funding like it's just like he's just so he's just so generous man you can't help but just be affected by a guy like this and i'm blessed i'm blessed to have a man like him in my life and he he's like a brother dude and so for sure and so fast forward three years later this is crazy i was at global time attack two two three weeks ago now at the ridge competing he flew me out there to compete in his s2000 hks supercharged and his type r it's his racing team and that's crazy i said bro you achieved what we talked wow. about three years ago you know that right like you literally flew a driver out <laughs> yeah, to drive your car and compete in Global Time Attack. This is the beginning. This is right here. This is it. You just started your racing team. And that was amazing. And it was one of the most amazing race weekends I ever had. I could talk about it forever. But what I asked him, I said, bro, what did it feel like the moment you saw that nasty S2000 screaming down the front straight for the first time? That's your car. Like you, you five years, it, he built it. Took him five years of ability, HKS supercharged spoon, everything going down the front straight, and he just starts to cry. And I'm just like, Yep, I'm like, That's what's up! Like, damn, crazy. And so, he's on the cover, he's hardcore now. Yeah, now he's auto cannon, he's straight up max boost auto cannon family. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, that's a great story, bro. Yeah, no, Michael Bush is a great dude. <laughs> just everyone's got to meet him, man. He's shy, but uh. But yeah, you gotta say hi. He'll be over at uh, SEMA, and uh, um, he's uh, yeah, he's booked to be at SEMA. But hopefully, uh, people get to meet this guy. He's a guy you need to know. But the story's crazy, and um, so you never know the difference you make with the things you do, Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's why I was like, I gotta keep doing Max Booth. <laughs> he's one of the reasons why I'm like, I gotta keep doing it. Those kinds of stories. I love it, bro. Yeah, I love it, dude. Thank you, man. I appreciate like. 
I, I usually don't have people that like other artists that I could throw these ideas uh, at. Yeah, you know, sure. and just like the to uh to show myself that I'm not crazy. Because sometimes I feel crazy. Nah, man. <laughs> we, we we put our we put everything into it. Oh, by the way, I almost forgot. You gotta get one of these. Oh this sick. Okay, so I mean there's there's hats that are cooler, I'm sure, whatever, but I'm just letting you know this one's from me and no one gets them. So uh <laughs> <laughs> this is literally everybody over the last four years have been asking for one of these hats dude that's I why i didn't wear I a hat today bro. i don't sell them i don't sell them oh, dude. this one's from me though this one's from me so that's the difference and uh yeah i just want to make sure you got one there's only i think five people that have one from me <laughs> so you get one dennis you're the fucking man bro yeah, dude. thank you yeah i heard about 30 minutes ago you're like yo no one gives me anything so i'm like all right i'm gonna give him this hat right now <laughs> um but yeah oh so dude hell yeah bro. <laughs> i need this picture <laughs> yeah dude they'd be so proud so i hope that it, like all the max fans that are listening right now are proud of this yeah you know being in front of here hearing these stories oh can i show you some more stuff real quick dude, I, yeah, I don't know no, we, we got time bro. we got time we got time uh my my so, therapy session ended though thank oh, you oh no no oh no let's keep doing your therapy <laughs> no, session. i appreciate that as artists as that, artists that, that's the that's just the whole thing that i've kind of been dealing with uh, as of late is just uh just getting any sort of feedback it, it doesn't even have to be oh, positive yeah. doesn't have to be negative it doesn't have to lead to sales or anything like that it's just i want to make sure that my art is being received and that's one thing that i wanted to talk to you about is yeah. is like saying that we have um you know to, to build a community we actually uh, have you heard of that the app the community app uh i believe so, so. i don't so, i'm not on it okay so I, like literally community app okay so what it is is an actual phone number that you could get and it's uh, the one that you pointed you, you you threw out back in the day yeah so watch i have it right here this is my um watch you could just just look through those right there but right now we have maybe over 700 people got on five there. birthdays today oh yeah should, i gotta should check we say everybody. birthday uh, <laughs> <laughs> if i click that you click that go say happy birthday from <laughs> oh shoot send, send them all a picture we can yeah of this course is pretty cool so, oh we gotta do this at max boost fam yeah. bro so guys if you're just listening you could uh join it's actually called the cult so <laughs> It's called the cult. Um, the we, only actual one you want to be a, in. Yeah, it's a good cult that you guys want to be in. So if you guys want to text it right now, 818-403-3473. join this. We got we to gotta get a picture right here. So uh, if you guys are on the cult right now, you're, you're going to get this picture. I think this, is, uh, I think this is from the... This is only for the people who have happy birthdays? Yeah. So yeah. for those people. So, so then you can just send it to them. <laughs> and there then, you go. So this app's pretty cool, dude. Did it did it oh, go through? Uh, no, it's there's no recipients. Let me see. I'll I'll, I'll get it taken care of right now. But um, <laughs> well, that's cool. Let me see. But anyways, uh, the so this app you can um you could message people from their age, their gender, their location. So if you're if yeah, so if you're in uh, <laughs> say you're in Georgia for uh, say you're in San Diego. Yeah. You're in San Diego. Hey guys, I'm in San Diego. Oh, and then you put it. Meet up. Yeah, you put it within a 25 mile radius of wherever you're at. Anybody that is signed up to the cult in that radius, they'll get the text. All right. So it's gotta been, join the cult, man. Yeah. So it's been actually <laughs> cool that I've been able to communicate with people cool. on that. 
So like better than Discord kind of thing. I've never used Discord okay. before, but this is literally I could just go in there and text somebody, and sometimes we'll just have texts all day, and they'll just be telling me about their life, cool. and we'll just be communicating. And it's a it's a really cool app. So guys, uh, and we have a uh, the the cult emoji is the wine glass and the wolf because uh the wolf i, I like i like that animal <laughs> and the 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 wine represents the punch that you have to drink in a cult <laughs> but you don't have to kill it's yourself in this. Right? yeah you don't it's have the to, kool-aid you guys don't have to drink the kool-aid guys but <laughs> yeah no that's cool no what i love about it and kind of to the point was like if we talk a little a little entrepreneurial right yeah now, yeah yeah is a lot of people are scared. So if you want to launch your own thing, there's a lot of people that I know, at least in the history of me being, you know, consulting people or supporting people. I'm an SBA Young Entrepreneur of the Year. I did millions when I was in my 20s. I had an NSX when yeah. I was in my 20s. Everyone thought it was my dad's car. Like it was a race car, right? Yeah, just like all this stuff, racing and everything. And I was grateful. It's the tuner industry that I was really successful in. Um, and apparel and and all of that so but one of the things that people always always say is like you're talking about this right now is people think for some reason when you launch something to be successful you need like a million people to love you it's not true mm-hmm. like right now we just did fifty thousand dollars in comic book sales i mean that's extraordinary like how do you sell fifty thousand dollars in comics most people will never hit that number but how do you do it it's not i don't have a million followers Mm-hmm. Like Max Boost literally is, is on the low end of Instagram. Like we, I don't try to grab as many followers as possible. I try to do the best I can with what I have. And that's, so the community thing is great because that's what I think I've learned in Max Boost. It's quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. It makes a bit, it's a hugely different experience too. And I think that I, you know, I don't have a million followers, so I don't know what that's going to end up feeling like when we finally get there, but I love how small it is. It's still small. It's still like I can still talk to people. We know we have fr- we have regulars on the show and all this kind of stuff, and yet we can still do hundreds of thousands of dollars in book sales in 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 a very small amount of followers. I have on our YouTube we have like seven hundred followers mm-hmm. on our Instagram where I just just hit sixteen thousand. That's like nothing on Instagram. Um, I think my mom has more, you know, <laughs> like seriously now, but, but what you do is you just try to take care of those that are there. And yeah. I think that's a big difference. So, uh, you know, and, and so why I say that is just for some reason it came up as community. You'd be surprised at what you can do when you have a hundred, 200 loyal followers that you take care of and you don't need uh, maybe 500, maybe, maybe about it. Try to hang out with about, you know, thousand, but hundred to 200 are powerful, man. Yeah. And we, I would not be here without those guys. And they know who they are that are listening to this right now. Like, they just they spread the word, the gospel of the cult or whatever. Yeah. You know, I just want to share it with people. They buy books for gifts for friends. They share it everywhere. And that, that matters. And, and my point of that is I know some people are inundated thinking that I can't start my dream because I need a million people to like me immediately, yeah. you know? Not true. Not true at all. So community is great. Stay, staying in touch and... Uh, yeah, and I do go out of my way to connect with people because I love that part of it. An introvert, I still like connecting with people and knowing those stories like Michael Bush and all those guys, like knowing why they love Max. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, before we uh, before we started the podcast, I actually went on the community app and sent it to oh. um, 
I sent it out a message that you were coming on the pod and if anybody had any any questions or anything like oh, okay. that for you. <laughs> so we got a question oh, from Oh, we did? Yeah. Oh, nice. I like this. From um from Marcus from Marcus. Hilto Automotive. What's up, Hilto Marcus? <laughs> so what's so, up, man? I know there's they were a sponsor of your uh, podcast, right? Yeah. One of the first sponsors? Yeah, first Thank sponsor. Thank you, Marcus. Yeah, for Hilto being one Automotive. Of the first sponsors and supporting the little guys. Like I love us, it, dude. You know? Yeah. Um shout out to um to Hilto Automotive. They've been a sponsor of Downtime with Downstar for psh, I'd say probably at least it's been a while. Maybe close to a hundred episodes already, man, yeah. which is huge. No, that's so, great. So so I love it. And he wanted to know, so after you got out of um you got out of the the import community and you then you came back how was the reception from the new generation regarding comic books um you know seeing that it's kind of wasn't their thing when they were growing up yeah. and that's kind of one of the uh one of the outlets that we had for for creativity but i'm not sure how many of the younger guys are even into comic books now right so uh how was it when you when you got back into it yeah, no, that's a fair question. That's awesome. Um, so first off, like, I was expecting none. <laughs> Got you. Because the kids, like, I, most of the people that love Max Boost loved it because they grew with it. Yeah. You know, and they knew what we were doing at the time, and we were part of the culture. You know, a lot of happy people respect me as an OG, and I was there from the beginning, and we put our blood, sweat, and tears into this culture. You know, we love it. Like, this is our thing. Mm -hmm. We bleed this stuff, right? I'll go, I'll go broke for it. Yeah. Right. You know, that kind of thing. So, um, they got that. So we knew that was, an, that was going to happen at some level when we threw the Instagram up there, kind of poked a little bit. And I got so many great responses mm. from people. I remember this. I remember this. I remember this. So a lot of it is all nostalgic and nostalgia is just worth it on its own. And then, so I'm like, all right, so everybody that's going to be reading Max Boo is going to be like 30 or older. Right. And, um, and I'm cool with that. That's fine. That's, that's, you know, we'll, but you know, and we'll evolve as we start to figure out how to do Max Boost better in this day and age. Let's figure it out. But what was interesting was I started to notice two things. Number one is our our analytics and uh, people that are buying it weren't all 35 and older or mm. whatever. I was like, wait, what? This is a trip. And so we do have actually have a base of about 18 to 25-year-old kids that are reading it, which I, well, I call them kids, sorry. Uh, mm -hmm. But... Um, uh, that are reading it, which is cool, and I and I, and I think it's quite. I, I didn't even think it would be five percent. It's like twenty five or yeah. something like that. And I was like, that's great, cool. And so, um, I think they. I think at some level, they're open to it. I don't. Uh, you know, I could probably learn a little bit more about them. But I'm. Um, we we gonna do a survey, coming out here for vol uh, after volume three is done with Kickstarter. To find out who's who in the zoo, like yeah, like are you, have did you used to read in Portuguese gotcha, magazine? Gotcha, did you not? Gotcha. There's a lot of people that are seeing. We're seeing comments like I've never seen this before. This is the coolest thing ever. Awesome, I love you. Welcome, right? And then um and just yeah, we're getting more and more of that. And so with with social um that that's that's part that's helped that hasn't been before. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cool to see people that are coming into it brand new. But yeah, I would say about 25% are actually new, which I think is high to me. Yeah. I would not have thought young would be like totally necessarily gravitating to it. Um, but it looks like it's working at some level. Um, as far as the comic and the physicalness of it, I think a lot of people, even though they don't, they're just on the phone and all that stuff, there's still people that crave to hold something. Oh, definitely. I'm right. one of Your them merch. for sure. Look at all the stuff in this, in this studio, right? People want collectibles. Yeah. So... Magazines are cool, 
but a comic's a collectible and there's a difference yeah right? and so um and and i think that they like that aspect of it um and uh and so there's people that still like it but you're right i don't know i, I don't have a definitive answer marcus as to going is our comics dead for yeah young people it's we just sold fifty thousand in books. We'll find out if they're all if they're all <laughs> you know how old everyone is, and maybe I'll let you know a future thing. But I don't. It's a pocket. Yeah, but it's not dead at all. I don't think so. You know. Good man. Shout out to you, Marcus. Yeah. Thank you for everything, bro. Uh, so let's let's take it back. Two thousand six bombshell drops. Yeah. Fast forward to two thousand sixteen ish. What was the thing that 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 sparked it up? My brother, my younger brother in Memo, mm-hmm. I gave him to. So my younger brother's 18 years younger than me. So he's in a different world. Wow. He's in a different world. Yeah. I did not get him into cars, uh-huh. believe it or not. Everyone's like, yeah, right. Yeah. I'm like, no, man. And he was, when we were doing AutoCAN and we had our booths, he was two years old running around giving out flyers. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was cute. And I'm going to say this, my brother, Alan. He'd only give flyers to pretty girls. Yeah. Hilarious. (laughs) Two years old. And everyone looked at me like, you taught him that. I'm like, I did not teach him that, dude. He knows what's up. And anyway, so he got older. Um, I didn't influence him into the car thing at all. He ended up starting to get into his car thing. He got into stance. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm a racer, guys. I'm I'm definitely a function guy. So anyways, he got his stance. I didn't hate on it. I didn't say nothing. I didn't say one negative thing about it. I was just happy that he was getting into cars. And and I don't and you do your thing right, but um, but you know he started getting into it and I'm just like, all right, cool, cool, and I'm happy that he and he went through like three or four cars in like two years. I mean he was trading and doing all these things, and then one day he comes up to me, and he goes, I'm getting a new Civic uh, like SI, mm-hmm. and uh, and he goes, I think I'm gonna keep that one function, and I in, in I didn't say anything inside I went, yes <laughs> right oh yes, and then he dropped the bombshell on me. And he goes, could you take me to the track one day? Wow. I was like, You're like finally. <laughs> Dude, you don't understand. I'm so excited when anybody wants to go to the racetrack. And so my brother of all people. Yeah. So when he asked me to bring me to the racetrack, of course, I wasn't going to say no. I'm like, I want him to go, you know, and experience it. And I, and I instruct performance driving schools, and I used to before. And, I'm, and he brought me back. When I came out of the racetrack, after a long time and oh, it's just like dude this is home you know what track was it uh auto club okay it was one of the first tracks and i think uh yeah i think it was auto club was the very first one mm-hmm. he loved it done functioned forever at this point right and then um and so that helped bring it back and then memo was on the instagram side of things he helped build like two thousand followers and just kept letting me know people were trying to contact me and and i'd look every once in a while um I don't, uh, I, I kind of do my own thing, entrepreneur, so I don't really, yeah, I'm not in social so much. I try, mm. I, I, I have to, you're a busy guy. I'm really busy. I got to regulate what I intake. Like, gotcha. I don't watch, I don't watch Netflix. I don't, like a lot of things. I just, I don't, I, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm building so many things. <laughs> There's so many things that I'm building and you get to prioritize, right? So anyway, so Memo was watching all this stuff and then I'm just seeing all these great um, uh, responses on Instagram. And then that's when I knew, I was like, dude, there's there's something there. And the thing that I always had since 2006, well, I was bothered that I stopped. Because, you know, there's one thing to say, you know what? I think that era is done. Yeah. And you're like, I'm good. I'm clean. I'm complete. Like, and then you move on. Right. There's another one you go, I think I quit. 
Yeah. When I wasn't supposed to. Yeah. Well, not, well, maybe not supposed to. Everything happens for the way it's supposed to happen. But I'm like, I think I've, I think I quit, dude. Like I, I bailed, and I'm not a, I don't bail, dude. Yeah. And and I left it alone, and I left it, and it always bothered me. And I, and the way I think about what my priorities in life, simple. If I die, if I, right when I'm dying, what am I thinking about? Right. Mm-hmm. Aside from your family and all that stuff, which obviously everyone, that's what this supposed to be the answer. And if it's not the answer, that's cool too. But it's like, what would I have been really pissed off about that I didn't do? And Max Boost was one of them. It just felt like there was more there and I didn't do it. Well, I remember you saying on the last podcast that um, the hindsight isn't always twenty twenty because you don't know what would have happened if yeah. you would have continued Max Boost after that hit. Maybe the the uh, illustrations wouldn't have been as good as or before we, or it flopped maybe yeah. saturday morning cartoon canceled in a season yeah. yeah maybe he would have just got mad depressed and started selling <laughs> his cars on they're like part Dennis, out what are you doing part out <laughs> uh, no for sure yeah no but that's the thing about life right like i couldn't plan like what's a like a lot of like yeah. the greatest things that you have ever happened were actually probably not completely planned and it's, you know, and I say that, like the failures, you got to look, you got to look and go, just wait. If you're patient, you'll see why that happened. Yeah. 100%. You know, why you broke up with that person. It hurt at the time. Mm-hmm. It sucked at the time. The world <laughs> ended at that time. And you're like, you'll never be better. And then you're like, wow, thank God that was a gift. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. See, the- you know, I have, I have a very, uh, I have a close parallel to that is uh, with skateboarding. Mm. So back when I was younger, I would skate all the time. That was probably, it's probably my first passion was skateboarding. I when, when I used to skate. Yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah. When I was young, like I used to do ramps and dude. When I was a kid, was, I loved it. I love it, bro. Like skateboarding, <laughs> that was who I am. That's still to this day. That's like my culture as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got my car, I was like, all right, I'll put the skateboard in the trunk. And then I started doing car stuff, racing and <laughs> doing systems yeah. and uh, just just going into that culture. And that kind of took over uh, the love sure. that I had for skateboarding. I know now that me being back into skateboarding, that's happened to so many people in, mm. in our community. It's, uh, you to know, cars? Skates yeah, to cars? Yeah, from, from skating to cars. Oh, yeah. So about two years ago or so, my son, um, he tells me that he wants a skateboard. I'm like, what? That's crazy, dude. So I'm like, all right, whatever. We go. go to the skate shop and uh, we get him a complete. And I'm like, you know what? Let me get one too because I'm going to take him to the skate park. I'm going to push mm-hmm. around. And right when I got onto it, dude, it all clicked. And, yeah. I was just, you know, and, and then I've been thinking back like, what would happen if I just didn't stop? If I would have kept doing it? And, you know, I could have still done cars at the same thing, same time and been skating yeah. and, and kind of feeding both passions at the same time. But like now it's actually turned into something real back yeah, in yeah, back yeah. in the day. It was just something, you know, a little hobby that I would that I would have. And I wasn't even really necessarily that good. But now that I have the means to you know put some kind of push behind it, then we created Downstar Skate and we've created some cool stuff. And even uh, we just dropped that collab with Rywire. Mm. you know and yeah. now you're making skateboards that that <laughs> deck was was made by the 
the factory it was made by baker skateboards baker, yeah that that skateboard is uh my buddy jay he works there and he was able to help us out with it right and now just looking back at it like just the whole picture when i was christian's age my son's age baker was my favorite brand oh right on and it's been one of my top brands ever since then and even when i got into cars uh, a lot of the w ways that i that i market and the the style that i have is very influenced by baker skateboards you know you fast forward to today like we actually got a deck made by them it's the same everything Super but sick. just with our graphic on it yeah see that's like dreams come true yeah I, when you were a skater would you ever like when you first started would you think that in any day that a baker board would be your board? <laughs> yeah never dude. would you ever think that potentially a officially licensed honda shirt would have dude. a car on it never bro that's the kind of life like i talk about like where you need to live like well, not need to live but You'd be lucky to live like all dreams over and over again. Racing team just got started driving a car down the global time attack in the middle of Washington, yeah. being flown out as a driver. Like that's a, that's a thing for me. I'm like, I've never been flown out somewhere to go drive, <laughs> yeah. you know? And um, yeah, just over and over again. How many times can you make dream type things happen over and over, you know? Yeah. We, you know? And so, yeah, no, that's exactly. And you got a thing like Downstar is known for this, you know, the skate, the, it's a skateboard with four wheels. He's got four wheels and a motor. <laughs> yeah, it's just got a motor. <laughs> it pushes on it. a little quicker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no. It, there, there's that lifestyle, but you live it. This is you, and yeah. that's what I love about the brand. Right? None of it's fake. Like you, this is you. You, you weren't forced to do any of this stuff, you know. And uh, and yeah, that's that's what the love is. Like you feel the love in the brand, and I hope you know. Like I said, same thing with Max Boost and Autocannon. People feel the love in there. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm I'm sure that they can see it, and especially when, you know, you do those lives and you do those collaborations with people where you're actually yeah. drawing the car. I saw that you did the one with uh, with Throttle. Oh, for sure. On, the, on yeah. the GSX. Yeah, thank you guys always inviting me to do some sketches <laughs> yeah sick so yeah last time we talked you were still getting familiar with the community um oh yeah, know, yeah the 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 new brands have popped up the new yep you know influencers people yeah. um so tell me about that what are some of the things that you've oh. noticed once you've come back into the community who are some people that that you've been working with yeah that, i mean number one the builds are insane they're just insane when yeah. i first came i was like i remember coming back and I'm going that would have been a show winner that would have been a show winner that would have been a show winner and they're all just parked in the parking like, lot yeah yeah no <laughs> yeah. for real right yeah back in the day I just remember being like cut springs and like stock wheels still in a show yeah and um and but we were having a good time mm -hmm. I think it was probably the most fun ever like that was that was so fun. <laughs> we'll go back to those original import show-offs. Yeah. You know, with Ken Miyoshi and all those guys. Ah, oh, those are good old days, man. Um, but uh, yeah, some, you know, people that, you know, that, that I've met or just, you know, I'm on the, I'm on the function side of things. So let's see, let's just go back. We're going back into like GTA, um, you know, uh, friends with Amir, uh, Amir with, uh, I don't know if anybody's seen it, the RS feature NSX. It's the one thing that's been basically winning every time attack. Okay. <laughs> A full wide body NSX and all that kind of stuff. So, see, I don't know if he's considered, he'd consider himself an influencer. He's just fast as hell with a badass car and a famous, you know, famous car. Um, but coming around, let me see. God, I, you're putting me on the spot. I'm like, who do I talk to all the time? Obviously, Nick. Oh, I mean, the people on my cover. Yeah. So, obviously, there's you. But like Nick Hogan, like we talked about him a little bit earlier and him, him doing his thing with his Supras. 
And then, um, you know, Matt, Matt Field is really cool over at Falcon Tire and mm-hmm. Dayoshi Hara. Those guys, those you guys just always down anytime I come up with a crazy idea. Um, and then Mickey, of course, yeah. and Throttle. That was great to meet Mickey at Throttle because I actually didn't know Mickey before I knew Evan. Okay. Yeah, which is, there's a trippy story here. So I met Evan not in the car industry. Hmm. I met Evan at, um, at a seminar. Mm-hmm. He was in the parking lot driving his e36 at the time and i remember um you know evan this is uh evan was still i think he they were in still in the small garage yeah <clears throat> and i didn't know who he was and we just started talking to each other and um he eventually asked me because of my entrepreneurship stuff he asked me to meet up with him a couple of times at a coffee shop to go over some things that he was thinking about here's some things that i'm doing this is what Throttle was. Throttle at the time, he first started out as I think it was a used parts swap yeah, yeah, yeah. Sh- app, and it's like <laughs> he's telling me it's built on a on a on a structure that's gonna collapse. <laughs> it's growing though, and he goes, and then we got the YouTube. You know, I think he, he was talking about YouTube, and then I looked at him, and I kind of basically said this. This is before they got really big. Um, I think he still had a decent following already, but I said I looked at him and I go, dude. I guess I wish I took my own advice, maybe, but I didn't really have anything to say. But I said, think of YouTube as real estate. You should grab as much as you can. I think YouTube is it. I said, go as hard as you can on YouTube. And so, um, and other things that I talked about in the business and whatever. And so I met with him a few times. So I kind of, I guess I consulted him mm-hmm. um, and his brother. We have met with his brother um, who's behind the scenes that runs a lot of that and uh, does a, you know, I guess he's obviously doing a great job um and obviously they did push youtube <laughs> all the way yeah and uh and yeah and now they're where they're at so i come to throttle the one day to go do a sketch and i ended up seeing mickey and then mickey ends up introduced like we end up talking and he's like dude like i'm an og max boost fan it was during mickey's birthday uh-huh. and so he said can you come over and do something for mickey and you know, I, I drew mickey's car at throttle for him as an original sketch which i don't do very many original sketches ever uh, and I gave him one away to Mickey. And then when I found out, I didn't know at the time. I was just gifting gifting Mickey this thing. Mickey goes, dude, this is crazy. I've like been a Max Boost fan for a long. I'm like, what? I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought I was just doing a, you know, doing a solid for Evan for for uh for Mickey. And uh and obviously when I walked into that new shop, what was the new one yeah. that they're at now? I'm just like, dang, dude. They they're they killing it, they, dude. Absolutely. And they deserve it. They worked really hard. I mean, I knew, like, Evan, when we were talking, when we were first sitting at the coffee table, he's like, coffee, yeah, coffee coffee shop. He's like, bro, I'm like, it's so hard, man. I'm, like, filming, editing to whatever. I'm doing all of it, and I can't wait till I'm able to hire an editor. It's hard. Like, so it's for everybody that doesn't know, no, it, he did not just, it didn't fall into his lap. Like, he worked late nights yeah. all the time to make it happen, and then now he's reaping the rewards, and they deserve it all, you know? And um, and they still are. They're still <laughs> they're still working their asses off. It's not easy. Yeah, you know, no, and those guys are great guys. All right, guys, we got to take a break for our last sponsor, Air Motive. Piecing together a fuel system for a build can be a difficult task. Luckily, Aeromotive has your back with everything from replacement fuel pumps to fuel systems that will support 3,000 plus horsepower. Aeromotive's engineers have developed a solution for your build regardless of the power level. If you're looking to make a switch over to E85, they have every part that you need 
to build a system that will be there when you need it the most. Need a custom fuel system for your daily that turn project car? No problem. Maybe you guys wanna check out their new line of pumps, the uh, brushless pump line, which is a quieter pump, less heat, and lasts longer than traditional brush motor fuel pumps. And they range from uh, the original A1000 all the way up to 10 gallons per minute. 3,000 horsepower. If anybody has anything like that, please let me know and uh, let me drive it. That would be pretty lit. But probably most people listening are going to take advantage of the Stealth 340. This is Aeromotive's top selling fuel pump and it fills, fits most factory fuel tanks and uh, they can handle up to 700 horsepower for EFI systems or a thousand for a carbureted system. And if you don't know what you need, you could just hit up the uh, customization shop on their website. You can go there and say, hey, I have this, I have the new K-Series V8 or what have you. I need five million horsepower. I need the line three inches wide, whatever you need. Just hit them up, man, and they'll get it ready for you. And if you're a pro drifter like Matt Field and you're on the break right now and you said, you know what? You're chilling in the garage with all the babes, all the money, all the sponsors. And you're like, you know what we got to do today? We got to refinish this fuel system. We got to revamp it and re-everything. You just send it over to uh, Aeromotive and join their rebuild program. You send the stuff over. They'll rebuild it, fix it up for you, slap it back in. And when we get back to reality, you can go drift in and do what you do. But big shout out to Aeromotive. Thank you guys for continuing to support Downtime with Downstar and um, supporting you guys. If you uh, wanna use anything from Aeromotive, just use the code DTWD and you get 10% off. Spend a hundred bucks, save 10 bucks. Take that 10 bucks, go buy a coffee and keep on keeping on like Joe Dierte. Now back to the show. All those guys I'm happy for Evan it. and uh, I, I blame all their success on my consultation. There you go, bro. <laughs> Soak it up. But uh, you know, Evan just posted a picture today uh, with uh, Aaron Kaufman, I think his name is that um he was on uh one of those one of those shows on one of those racing shows what are they called i don't know racing show yeah it's like on velocity or some shit aaron kaufman what the fuck show was he on uh, where they build cars oh gas monkey oh he gas monkey gas yeah, yeah, monkey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah right one of my friends used to work there. so he posts a picture i don't know i don't know everybody yeah so he posts a picture and says like how he's honored to have him there and i was like you know what that dude should be honored to be there because <laughs> what you guys represent is you know taking nothing and going to something and you created what throttle is 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 so big to the you know the younger generation yes. and not even the younger generation to to me as well what they do and the the cars that they build and the quality yeah. that they have and the, just the way that they treat their community like they've created something amazing it's like no matter if a dude was on tv like what you guys do every single day is yeah. so big not saying not to look up to that dude but like don't don't get it twisted just because that dude was on tv and i'm not saying this is how evan felt but this is just me like that dude should be honored yeah to be there with you you know and that's how i feel about him and and mickey as well like i i can never say too much good oh about they love mickey. They, they love you man but, I, they li he literally told me all about like why that banner was there yeah and, and that that was one thing too mickey called me one day people and, pay a hundred thousand dollars a month <laughs> to put their banner up at the throttle place that's what Frank's he told just me straight dude. up on the ball because and, <laughs> and he told me one time he's friend. like yo we, we might have to move the banner i'm like hey bro don't even worry about it like i don't i don't 
help you guys out with stuff so you have my banner out there is i help you out with things so we can align because i like you guys yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's not that many people that i vibe with genuinely in this community mm. and they're definitely one of those people so i just love to be part of any project that they have so it doesn't even need to be up but the like the fact that they did put that up and it's still there it just it just means so much to me and it's like getting that appreciation yeah like getting this appreciation dude this this means so much to me man it is just it's awesome i love to be aligned with people like that yeah so, and they're great you know i love mickey i love ricky i love you yeah know, those guys work really hard evan i mean it, it, and i'm forgetting evan's brother's name right now rick uh, rick yes um smart and they're doing things very smart yeah, so there's a business behind definitely it. man so i love just it on everyone understand they're not just randomly making videos there's a business behind it and they're being very smart about it and they're taking care of the people that pay them. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, and they've I matured. Think they've that, matured. That has a lot to do with Mickey as well and him being an OG and just looking at the yeah. community like it was in the past and trying to go by those those morals. Um, yeah, no, he's down. Like, Mickey's down. That's why he's on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> right there. Hell yeah. Shout out to Mickey. Shout For out to sure. Evan Throttle. And Courtney. I love Courtney. Courtney's yeah. amazing. She's gonna. She might be in that video for the giveaway oh, of the car. Sick. Courtney has no idea what part I want her to be in it yeah. right now. But there's a part, and I'm like, I gotta tell. Cor I'm like, I can't text her what it is. I have to talk to her because she may not want to do it. <laughs> I got a crazy th idea. I don't know. I hope people laugh at this thing, dude. We'll see. Crazy ideas are the best. Dude. There, it's yeah. So yeah. So everybody gets to watch me sink or swim on this. On this crazy sweepstakes yeah but it'll work out someone's dude. gonna want it'll it be fun. someone's gonna want the car did you think about throwing uh parts in it so somebody could uh make that a build or is it just gonna be that that chassis that's a great idea see here's the thing i thought if people receive like really start to receive this thing i have a feeling people are gonna want the thing well, i would yeah can you imagine so here's the thing i could either go two ways one we give it away for real mm -hmm. like or two we keep it and we bring it to a car show <laughs> like that. If it, be, if it gets a million views, we should bring it to a car show. Literally yeah. sit it right there. People are going to be like, dude. Uh, and by the way, the name is Rustori. Rustori. <laughs> Rustori. So R-U-S-T-D-O-R-I.com for real. Yeah. Like, so we're branding this thing now. There's going to be merch. Hell yeah. Dude, I'm serious. I'm going to do shirts. I'm going to do pins of this Rustori. And just for fun. We're just totally having a good time with this thing. I was like, if it becomes popular... We should bring it to a car show. It'd be hilarious. And I'll wear the freaking outfit. I love it, dude. <laughs> totally introvert. I'm done. But I think that I think the giving away is really cool. And shoot, maybe some brands would be part of it. You know, everybody gives away a car that's finished and done and ready to drive. But half of the, the pleasure of even building a car, not even half to me is most of it is the actual action of building it yourself. That's a great idea. So maybe if you were able to team up with some companies and like say, down hey, star. You know, yeah, we're down for it, dude. <laughs> Just, uh, you know, have have a box of parts in the trunk and say, here you go, guys. Here's You'll a, have fun. That's a crazy idea. No, see, so now you're on the team now because now you're making me think. I'm with it. What I thought about was, this is my kind of entrepreneurial side of things. I say, how cool would it be if we were effectively did more, produce more results with pieces of crap cars than those guys did giving away $120,000 worth of stuff. How awesome would that be? I said, if this really works, we should do it twice a year <laughs> or yeah, whatever, yeah. you know, or once every year. And everyone's actually looking forward to it. And I thought maybe the next one, we'll do a car where it's actually something you, I mean, it's still cheap, but you kind of want to win it, yeah. right? 
And then that's a great add-on where maybe if it's funny enough or cool enough, other companies will be like, yeah, let's just throw some parts in the back. Uh, you know, obviously throw some hardware from Downstar and whatever, and then you assemble your own vehicle. Yeah. Like, here it is, there it is, have fun, you know. Yeah. That's a good way to well, do it. Well, definitely, right? the, you know, these relationships that you're making, like us, we would definitely be part of it. And I know that uh, Hasport, they would be part oh, of it, dude. too. Oh, you know? yeah, for sure. Brian's amazing. Yeah, he you came, were there he, recently. Dude, no, they, he came, no, he came to me. Oh, wow, okay. I got to say that. So Brian from Hasport, yes, Mr all-knowing of all honda og tech og whatever bro he's when we were at sema he's like i want to do something with you and brian's a great guy and, and aaron from vtech academy and all those guys we're gonna do something and he didn't and he meant it there's so many people that say stuff mm -hmm. right and they don't come through brian's like so one day i go all right well we got this midori civic um and i'm competing in it it's got stock mounts in it he's all dude i want to go put mount bounce in it so what I expected, I was like, okay, he's going to send me some mounts. That's awesome. I mean, period. Cool, right? I mean, the Hotsport mounts are the best. He goes, but I want to actually come over and install them myself. Mm. I went, wait, what? Dude, you're in Arizona. I'm in San Diego. Six hours of drive. He said, I said, you seriously come all the way down here to do it yourself? He goes, nah, it'd be, it'd like, be an honor for him to work on the Max Boost car. Yeah. Whatever. I'm all, bro, that's so sick. So he showed up. <laughs> <laughs> wow that's so cool and he did a motor swap not just the mounts what happened was i blew the motor mm -hmm. the sunday at uh, at uh, i i teach uh competition schools i do racing certification courses for nasa uh nasa pro racing i i com i was in the comp the 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 school doing uh, a race I blew it up in like the second to the last lap of the last day of the uh -huh. whole entire thing. I was like, dang it. <laughs> Had to tow it. I called them up them all. Um, I don't know if you want to put mounts in this car still because I just blew the motor. Do you still want to do it? He's all, why don't we just swap the motor? I'm like, oh, okay. But I, I mean, I swapped the D-Series for a D-Series, but he went came. Not only did he swap the mounts, he swapped the whole motor, dude. Wow. He... Pulled the oil pan, checked for the, you know, we blew a uh, rod bearing. And he did the whole thing. I got it all on video, and we're going to share it. Like, I'm just like, dude, who does that? Yeah. This this guy doesn't have to do that. I mean, he's so down. And so, and we're down with him, for sure. You know, I've got something. I just showed him some artwork that I did of the Hotsport CRX, and I sent that to him. So there's a little insight right there. Yeah, love we're gonna it. We're going to add it to volume three of uh, the Max Boost book, uh, but it'll be in there. And some other things we're going to be doing... Um, so we plan to get, uh, we plan to send some merch out to Hotsport for them to give away to customers and packages free. We take care of it. They just throw the stuff in there. Mm -hmm. So we're doing that uh, with hybrid as well. Um, shoot, if you want to do something, we do yeah, it, you know? Definitely. Just, uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's just fun just to throw extra little, you know, merch and packages and just, uh, you know. Well, speaking of that, dude, I, I think I got an extra copy of this influencer book mm. that maybe we could give away to somebody oh, dude. that's watching right now man <laughs> i forgot we should have said that in the beginning yeah so yeah i'm like i'm super down to um i mean we've got stuff too so i don't well do we have any these are gone dude i think we've got a couple you don't have to give away yours we'll we'll send it we'll oh. send it for you okay uh but yeah we should have said something in the beginning like hey you watch it maybe you should cut this and put this in the front let's <laughs> cut it and put it yeah hey so if you watch this we're gonna do a couple of things this is a this is the Max Boost Influence book completely sold out, but we've got a copy 
and we'll give it to somebody that's watching this podcast right now. We just got to have you, all you have to do is go to what? Uh, just you can just go to the youtube.com slash downstar inc on this oh, episode or li- li- and leave a comment and right? leave a comment below yeah. you know uh yeah just just tell us what you think about the episode tell us if you've watched yeah. Ma- or if you've seen episodes of max boost um and some of your memories yeah of it, you know or if you don't know about max boost cool too yeah you could you can win a copy of this you're completely sold out they're they're rare and you'll want it and then on top of that, for a second, uh, uh, we'll give that, we'll give away a book plus a $50 gift certificate to the winner. And then oh, we'll wow. give a second one, we'll pull another person out and we'll give, for a second winner, we'll give another $50 gift certificate to maxboost.com. Uh, so you'll be able to grab whatever it is you like. We've got keychains for MaxBoost and all this other stuff, all right? So we got two winners. Just leave a comment. Share. Dude, definitely, bro. Yeah. And we'll, we'll make sure that we have something. We could do something on the socials too. That would be cool. Yeah, so maybe fun. we'll do one for the YouTube and then something on, on the socials. But yeah. uh, man, I appreciate all this stuff, bro. Yeah. Um, we we still other? got some other stuff. Yeah, yeah. I want to see some of these drawings. We're just going to keep going. Let's um, keep going. So, Ooh, I want to see this oh. magazine right here. <laughs> God damn. So, check this out. So, so, so I forgot. I thought Shout we Shout out to Alley Cat. Something that started everything. So, I think this might be like kind of the thing that, you know. Um, uh, oh, when I speak, of, when I think of things that went wrong. Mm hmm. This changed my life. Okay. I went to the dealership on the mile of cars with my dad to try to buy a Toyota Celica. Mm-hmm. 1994 or some shit. Like, yeah. Like a Toyota Celica. For some reason, I'm, hey, I'm Filipino. Filipinos get it. We want Celicas for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Celica GT, the bug-eyed one. For some reason, I wanted one so bad. On the way to walking to the dealership, I walked past the Acura dealer. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget him. He's a guy... This guy in, you know, a white shirt and collared and everything walks up to us. Blonde guy. Have you seen the new Acura Integra? I was like, not interested at all. Mm -hmm. Anyways, ended up doing a test drive of the Acura Integra. And long story short, never got the Celica. Yeah. Or even test drove it. Yeah. So it blew my life. Changed changed my life. So that's one thing that went wrong, quote unquote. I didn't get the Celica. I ended up in the Tegra. I had no idea at the time it was tu- the tuner culture wasn't a thing. Yeah. Big, a big, big thing then. So I didn't realize it just when I got, I ended up picking a GSR. I didn't know I got the rice rocket of all rice rockets. Mm-hmm. And so this changed my life. Um, drag generation two turbo kits uh, were coming out. They needed a car to do the prototype. And I ended up doing that prototype for Turbo Magazine. And my car was featured here, right here. And it was the first uh, drag generation two turbo kit in the world. And uh, yeah, so I went turbo in 1997. Oh, shit. <laughs> 1997. And so there's my car. And look at little Zoom sticker, right? And so um, uh, this is where clean. I met. This is where I met Michael Ferrara. Uh, Michael Ferrara, who uh-huh. obviously is, is a publisher for D-Sport now. But that... So when I met him, and then that's when we created a year later uh, Import Tuner magazine uh, for the same publisher. Turbo Magazine wanted to produce a second publication that wasn't like Turbo, Super Street, or Import Tuner. Yeah. Or or, or, um, or a Sport Compact car. So we created Import Tuner. But anyways, I just wanted to show you that. So this is the Got Boost issue of Turbo Magazine. That's very cool, man. Yeah. No, that changed my life. That was a life-changing moment. Yeah. This was all before my time, dude. Yeah. Here's another cool thing. There's a very few people have ever seen this in real life. I just thought it'd be neat to show you because you're an artist. Yeah. Um, but this is another thing that changed my life was the very first pages 
of Max Boost. Because this is the hand-drawn, like, original pages for issue number one, pages one and two. Wow. Yeah, so me and uh, Inker uh, from the comic book industry, my buddy Jason Rodriguez, inked it. But this is uh, something no one's ever seen. Very few people. You can touch it. <laughs> but yeah, that's when we, when not a lot of, a lot of comic book artists don't draw on paper anymore. So that was just a good example of that. But that's the first issue. So a lot of this, would you draw with pencil and then trace with a, a pen? Yep. Blue pencil, graphite pencil, and then pen. And if you watch one of the throttle videos for when, where I'm in it, you'll mm -hmm. see my process in the throttle videos. Blue pencil? Yeah. What's the significance of starting with that? Okay, so trippy. So blue, uh, this is going to age me, but blue, you start with blue is kind of like a rough sketch. Uh -huh. And why you use blue was because blue did not get picked up in copy machines. Okay, got you, got so you, So then you draw you. on graphite and then kind of erase everything and, it, and that smudge or the blue doesn't show up in the copy machine. Oh, okay, got Very you. Very old school. But now I'm used to drawing on blue and that's very very like i said it'll age you when you some pulls out a blue pencil it's like yeah you, you drew you've been drawing for a long time so what about the actual ink pen what would you use for that uh this one was let me see i think jason uh we would use oh we would use pens like sakura pens for artists that know uh back in the day with sakura i also used not this particular issue oh we used to use brush mm, really bro oh wow Jason Rodriguez is one of the best brush inkers in the world. I don't know. I think he might have used brush on this. Yeah, I think that's brush. So this is actually brush. Unbelievable, right? Yeah, I would have thought like that would have been a marker. If you watched him do this, you it'll blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Like those little... Yeah, no, it's not a marker. So I how many different, uh, different style pens would you use? Because I see that there's a lot of different um, thicknesses and lines. In uh, the note in the newer issues, probably just one or two. Like it's just the width. All it is is thickness. Mm. Um, but now, you know, volume three. I believe I'm gonna do all digital. Mm. I don't know if I'm gonna draw on paper anymore. Things have changed. So I'm using those big Wacom um, tablets. Okay. Have you seen those? No. It's like a big iPad, and you could just draw straight on it. Amazing. So what used to take me like weeks to do. I think is going to take only like days. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I, for some reason in my head, I'm worried it's going to take so long to make new issues. Yeah. But with the new technology now, I think it's, it may be faster than that, like five times, 10 times faster. Like not, not kidding. Like no exaggeration. This took so long to do back in the day. This is awesome, bro. You, oh my God. Yeah. I wanted you to see it. I thought that, uh, you as an artist, uh, I think yeah, you could understand that. And this definitely. is the original from 1998. So, um, oh, here's blue pencil. So this is a drawing that I did of a NSX GT3, uh, for the, um, uh, GT world challenge series. And so we did a thing during quarantine, um, and uh bless you thank you and um yeah and so this is the blue pencil of it and then the finished pieces in here in volume two uh so that oh yeah so it's here you can see the uh, the process gotcha yeah where is it yep there you go yeah so <clears throat> so this is that right here yep so then there's a separate Light sketch. Lightbox, graphite, pencil. 
Yep. And so, yeah, so we go from blue pencil to pencil to pen. Ready for and then me. you scan it in and then you color it. And then the next page shows you the final, like, black and white. Not that one. Um, yep. And then the next page after that shows the... Um, so sick. This is actually a fan. A fan colored it. Oh, sick. So, yeah, let me give some props to Jenny. Jenny is the one who won. She won the coloring contest, and you'll see it in the book. This is her NSX. She colored this from our black and white. Uh, from the black and white image. So it used to look like this, and now it looks like that. Now, where did you guys put this image up at? Uh, it was on um, on the uh, GT World Challenge website, and I think it's on our Instagram at Max Boost Comic. So this one, uh, the, the black and white one was up, and then she just took it upon herself to color it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you have to enter via email, then through email we send you the file. Gotcha, 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 yeah. gotcha. Back in the day. So there's the, yeah. Oh, there's Nikki right there. What else was I going to show? Oh, this is so cool, dude. <laughs> this is, uh, <laughs> you're an artist, so you can appreciate this too. So this, I still have the original sketchbook that I made the very first, that I made the very first drawings. This original sketchbook that I made the very first drawings of Max and Otto. So this is from 1997. Wow. Yeah. So just thought I'd, I thought I'd show you kind of like, um some of my sketchy type stuff but uh where where is it let's see i want to make sure this doesn't fall <clears throat> wow this process is so crazy yeah so oh this is like some of the this is me drawing uh kind of an anime um comic but yeah oh see so this is a legit back in 97 i think 98 this is the first import this is the first import tuner logos of my rough drafts before we turned it into the actual logo eventually <laughs> is that kind of crazy yeah let me i gotta get a picture of this that. is some of the original first one see that turbo <laughs> turbo magazine import tuner and then there's auto right there uh-huh and uh what was funny was max boost max was not the first character i created it was actually auto okay yeah and um let's see it right here uh Oh, see, import tuner, import tuner. Oh, and some people don't know this. I designed the original IDRC logo for Import Drag Racing Circuit. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was mine. See, oh, that's kind of cool. You see, you've seen the logo before, right? It, it, this is me thinking it through <laughs> until I got the, the eventual, the IDRC logo. Um, wow. Yeah, so import tuner, import tuner, import tuner. Uh, Man, this stuff is history, bro. Yeah, so there it is. So originally, Max Boost was called auto and rod so i created auto first which was a guy with a hat uh -huh. and then i added the bangs which are now trademark you know signature and then eventually became max boost but this is the first time i ever drew him did was he uh did you get uh inspiration from anybody real for him everyone asked me that and then they're like isn't max just you yeah <laughs> and auto just you and i'm like maybe maybe <laughs> Maybe. You'll never know. But no, I mean, all the things that they go through, like when we first started drawing those first years of issues, was like all the stuff dealing with the cop and mm -hmm. all the street races. If you look in those issues, you'll see like even the street racing in like the third or the fourth issue, it's a real location in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. So Firehouse is what it was called. Um, but yeah, so these are just the original drawings I thought I'd share with you because it's just, uh, yeah, just a bit of history here. This is so cool, man. Yeah, and just how rough I draw, by the way. Like, 
Yeah, what's the what's the thought behind that? Is that just to to like get like the overall shape of it? Yeah, or? yeah. I work in like okay, and you just start to dial down. Like I have too many thoughts in my head. I have to sketch really fast. Okay. Like I have to just get it down and kind of contain it a little bit, and then I can come back and see. You know, I gotta put the energy onto the paper. Got it. Yeah. I love that. I never even thought about that because when I draw, it's like I try to make that drawing the final Finished already? one. Wow. Yeah. No, that's that's not saying there's anything wrong with that at all. Some people are like that. That's not me for sure. Yeah. I am so scribble and then I have to refine. And then, yeah, you wouldn't think that that I'm a scribbler when you look at the, you know, the artwork I do. <laughs> yeah. It's literally scribbling first, like big time. So, yeah. So I just wanted to share that with you. Thank um, you. Oh, I I wanted to give these to you guys. Sick. To, to you, the crew, whoever wants them. So um, I started doing, for. we actually have a little fan club. I've mm-hmm. got like 30 people in it. Nice. It's at fanclub.maxmoose.com. And there's, it really what it is, it's a Patreon. I don't know if you know what Patreon yes. is. Yes. Right, it's a Patreon. And so it's just people that want to support Max Boost on a monthly basis. And so we give them swag every month that's unique and original and mm. rare. So these posters I'm about to show you, there's only 50 in the world of each. And I'm giving you um, three of each one of these. And they're all going to be signed and, signed and numbered. But these are, yeah. So I wanted to make sure you got these. Oh, dude, thank you. Yeah, for wow, you and your crew. that looks so cool. Yeah, this is a gift on behalf of the fan club to you guys. Shout um, out to the fan club. For sure, dude. Max Boost Cult. <laughs> and the max boost cult so yeah there's three of these guys we got the we got the dub x and then we've got uh, we've got the evo right oh, here that's this kind dude. of a mix from the throttle What's his name yeah zig and zag zig and zag yeah zig and zag uh, and then we've got let's see what else we got in here we've got yeah these posters um so normally in order to get a poster in our fan club it's a hundred dollars per month okay just letting you know and I tell people, don't don't join the fan club for the swag you get. You're trying to support, yeah, 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 the the, the mission. Like, man, maybe we these should, are, yeah, maybe we should do a Patreon for downtime. Dude. They should. Oh, that's sick! So I this, like that, yeah. dude. There you go. Got the eight, the oh, eight that's six. So cool. So you got a couple of those, and then the latest one we did with is with one of the cars on the influencer cover. My buddy um, uh, Wes over at Elite Finish. And there's his Mustang. Nice. Yeah. And so, um, and then eventually, if you're okay with it, we'll do one of yours. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> Any ideas you have, Dennis, I'm down for it, bro. Oh, shoot. I, I, I love it, dude. Watch Even if out. you need me to act. Hey, guys. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> don't, don't think I don't got crazier stuff down the line. I hope so, so I'm, dude, I'm telling you, it. if this giveaway go, goes, I, you know, I've never acted before. I had to act, bro, yeah. in this thing. It's just, I didn't expect it. Like, that morning, the crew's like, you have to act it out. Like, it, does, it doesn't work with just saying the words. I'm like, oh, my God. But I was proud of myself after. Good, and, dude. I uh, can't wait to see it. And I hope it's good, man. I'll let you see it first, and then you'll see it. And I'm like, I wonder how many people would think we're really giving it away. Bro, I appreciate this stuff so <laughs> much, man. Just what you yeah. do and just the art that you yeah, do. Sure. It's, it's, it's amazing, dude. Yeah. It's like ever since okay. I was a child, that was my thing just to draw. I would draw all the time, man. I loved it. And even to this day, I love to draw. My wife, she, uh, a few Christmases back, she got me like a leather bound, um, 
drawing book right on and just has like hundreds of pages and it's like really quality paper and stuff and my favorite pen is the uh the pilot pens oh okay i love those if you ones, got a favorite dude. pen that's always good and then um i always lose them i don't know what happens to <laughs> who doesn't so, not lose i want to buy like just a bulk pack of them from costco or something oh, man. <laughs> i love that pen and whenever i get a chance to just sit down and just draw and i've tried to draw something from max boost before yeah, yeah, too dude. oh it, yeah back yeah yeah uh when well, uh, you sent the, the, the last your, time yours we, is in the book you saw that sketch your sketch is in there did you know that no <laughs> <laughs> your sketch is in here bro let me see it now you're scaring me that for some reason it oh look at that <laughs> there you are dude oh shit <laughs> they put it in here dude oh my god no <laughs> he's way. in there man. that's let me see let's do it again i'll make it bigger next time oh dude that's but I think it was so fun. funny bro can we do another one yes of course bro you made it <laughs> that's funny yeah i was trying to go with the same style of character um like i when I draw, like if you could tell, like with the, with the hair and stuff, I like to do a lot of like I don't know if those like cross hatching or something, sure, uh, to show the details and then. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, so these are all just fan art. Wow! Yeah. Like you got yeah, like strawberry sense of burnout, Mr. Francis Bautista. You got guys from uh, yeah, right here. It's all over. <laughs> that's yeah, so it's cool, cool because i, I posted my, I that all. these are our fans i posted sure. it on my instagram but i just never know that you took it from the <laughs> oh dude that makes me of feel course good, bro yes. of course thank 100%. you so You're much welcome. man now thank you for playing the part and then um oh what was it gonna uh, what was it gonna say right now it was uh oh, i forgot uh but i'm sure it'll, it'll come back to you but um but yeah man good times yeah definitely so <laughs> 2021 is uh it's wrapping up fairly quickly dude do you have anything that's in the works for the uh the rest oh, of the year God, everything so i'll kind of give you the skinny we've got we've, so like i said we're, we didn't want to give up we're not giving up we're doing toys uh um, hell yeah how we're doing them uh yeah i'm gonna we're gonna do a kickstarter for the toys i kind of want to just move this so that people can see it okay thank you for those by the way oh, yeah for sure I'm going to head over to Michael's after I get out of here. And, oh, they uh, look great framed. Yeah, definitely. And I, I don't mean to just say that like, oh, my stuff looks great framed. It does look. No, it actually looks really good framed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is one of those things. So 2021 for me has just been about getting, like going for it. Like just like this stupid shoot that I just did. Yeah. Just go for it. Get past the stuff in your head, you know. And And I was like, here I am this whole entire time for all those years waiting for someone that'll say yes to a toy deal for me. I'm like, F that. We're going to do our own toys. Hell yeah. That's the way to do it. Like, I'm like, why am I waiting? I'll do it. So we're going to launch toys on Kickstarter. Mm. And um, and I hope that you know people want it and we'll find out. But on Kickstarter, is at least that's the best place to find out. So we're going to launch the toys on Kickstarter. Um, and I'm hoping that sometime this year. And then... Uh, and yeah you can only imagine which brands we're going to be doing and all that stuff oh, it's going to be so awesome i people. bet man it's going to be it's going to be a dream come true when i do it i just i i don't think i'll make a million bucks but i just I, it'll just be one of those things i quit 15 you know like 15 years ago or whatever 13 years ago and now here i am i got another chance yeah and it's like definitely. that's going to be so sick launching that we're launching um uh <laughs> a coloring book Mm. there's a coloring book i'm doing uh i don't know if i can talk about it yet because it's not just me it's like a, a a thing um it's in it's gonna be really cool uh 
dude. I wonder. Well, if someone's listening at this point, it's not really going to be a problem yeah, to tell you. Two hours. <laughs> Don't say nothing, guys. <laughs> no one's listening anymore. But if you are, <laughs> leave a message that you are literally listening at this point. I might randomly pick you and just give you something. That's it. That's it. You got to say, I was listening at. You know, uh, it's say, probably like two hours, right? No, leave now. a message. <laughs> no, leave, leave a, leave, leave a comment that goes, "Yo, yo, Max Boost and Downstar collab would be the shiznit." That's the code word. I right got now. ideas already, but I'm not gonna say it on mic. Once his <laughs> mic's cut off, dude, my ma- yeah. my brain's already, yeah, going. So we got some book, some coloring book stuff that we we're wanting to do with a with a twist. Okay. To it. Uh, so anyways, uh, relaunching uh, apparel. Because you made me want to do this again. Ah, oh, dude. So many this people are asking, so amazing, bro. bro. So many people are asking us to bring Auto Cannon back. It's, again, just the nostalgia of it. People remember they bought this stuff and they comic books cool, of course. But the thing about Auto Cannon, the clothing brand, people wore it. Yeah. You literally wore it, and so you, yeah, you were in the shirt for <laughs> for a year or whatever it was. Is awesome, and I remember watching people at shows wearing it. So people really, really had a affection to the, you know, to that brand. Um, so we'll be doing, we'll be launching that, and that's all in um, film. So you remember I said toys? Mm-hmm. We're gonna do a movie. Yeah, I said I'm not gonna quit until we do it. So do I have to wait for a studio, or are we just gonna do it ourselves? Yeah. So one of the things I'm gonna do first is write the script. Okay. And that's going to be a Kickstarter too, where we're going to write the script together as a community um, and just go, let's come up with a baddest ass Max Boost story we could possibly come up with that fits in like a two hour or an hour and a half of film. And let's just do it together and see what comes up with it. I think that's going to be an amazing project. Will it be a cartoon film? Uh, yeah, animation. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, animation. Uh, there's some other things I can't talk about that are secret that no one's expecting. Yeah. And it's going to be so dope. And yes, you don't worry. You're going to, you can be a part of it. Yes. I'm going to need some acting skills from you. Yes. (laughs) The other thing we want to do. What was that noise? Oh, what? Dude, you're hired. (laughs) I'm hired. Main character. Main character. (laughs) Um, No, but yeah. So a lot of people have also asked us, this is not necessarily this year, but a lot of people have asked us to do last race part two. Okay. And that was so fucking cool to do. I don't know because I'm, but it's so freaking cool to do. I've always wanted to do another film. Gotcha. And so I've got a film script that isn't the Last Race Part Two. It's a it's a separate film. Yeah. So dope. Like I come, I came up with some idea that I think the industry would think it was so fun to shoot that thing if we did it. So it's a little different. You've never seen it before. Yeah. Can you believe it? Like this has never been done before. I want to do it, and I think 2022 is going to be the latest we do that. But I want to kickstart that film and actually shoot it it's gonna be the craziest nuttiest thing and we'll make a movie together right so that's the that's so there's a few things coming down the pipeline and that's it and that's for the entrepreneurs out there just letting you know everything that i just told you right now is max boost related or auto cannon related this is not my day job hmm so i own other things and i like i said it earlier i own a dress company yeah do you know anything about that no just how to take them off, but that's it. Dang! Well, you'll like the name <laughs> of my dress company. What is it? It's called The Undress. The Undress. Wow, dude. Yeah, it's called The Undress. But check it out. This is what happened. And you got to hear this epic story. Yeah. This is my the beginning of my Kickstarter story because this is actually what I kickstarted first. Okay. So kind of shifting gears here, guys. We're talking about something completely else. What people don't know, 
may not know about me is I was avid runner cyclist triathlete for a long time. I even owned one of the largest running groups in San Diego. Um, we have thousands and thousands of members, and it's a free community thing. I wanted people to run. We have thousands of members in it, so uh, we'd meet everywhere to do runs in Balboa Park, and you know, next to the water, blah blah blah. It's just to get people to running and find other people to run with. So, doing that for a while, and you know what is very common every time you finish the beginning or end a run mm-hmm. is you got to change clothes. Do you ever do you do endurance? Have you ever done endurance sports? No. Okay. So just imagine. So we had one of our biggest runs was a place called the water at the waterfront uh, in downtown San Diego. Unfortunately, we you like running a, a, near the water, but there's no bathrooms or any places to change. And our run started at six o'clock right after people work. So what happens is people drive in, have to park. How do you get out of your work clothes? Well, you do the thing, right? Like. You change in the backseat of your car, you do the towel change or whatever. And if you're as active as I was, you're doing this four or five times a week, mm-hmm. changing in public. It's weird. It just gets awkward. People start walking around. You got kids and all mm-hmm. this stuff. You just, it just, it's, it's, and then you try to do it in the backseat. It's just harder than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And so, in particular, for women, so ask a woman how many times she's had to hide. Ask a woman how hard it is to remove a sweaty sports bra that doesn't have a clasp, and they all wear it. So what ended up happening is we'd go do the run. They'd be changing in the parking lot. Sometimes you'd walk up on people and stuff, and you know, and there's 100 runners. We'd run, come back, and then after that, we'd go to the bar and eat uh, and drink and stuff. That's kind of the reward for the run, right? And so at the bar, some people would stay in their workout clothes because they didn't want to go through the hassle, mm-hmm. and a lot of them were the women. And so... I hated doing it once in a while, you know, changing and all this stuff. And I'm just like going, dude, someone's got to invent something in particular for women to make changing easier in public places. So my brain, my inventor brain just came up with something called the undress. And I didn't want this thing to look stupid when you use it. There's things that look like tubes and you get in a change or this big parka, fluffy parka that doesn't, you know, and whatever. I said, what about if I came up with something that was elegant, didn't look like a shower curtain, and helped you change uh, in your clothes. And imagine being able to do that where a woman could be wearing whatever she's wearing Mm -hmm. and get, uh, let's say, out of her sweaty running clothes into a dress in 30 seconds in public without ever needing any privacy. It's that fast. Mm. So how could you do it? And then my brain got on it, invented it, invented this thing. And it looks like a regular dress. It's elegant. It's actually wearable as a regular dress. So... We ended up going, the stupid idea, I'm like, here I am coming up with this other idea. At the time, I was, uh, I'm a partner in a tech company um, in San Diego, and I thought this was a distraction. I'm like, oh, I don't know if you should do this. You get very aware of where your energy goes when you're an entrepreneur. I'm like, I don't know if that's a distraction. So one of my partner, uh, one of the people that uh, worked for me, her name, uh, April, I showed it to her and I said, what do you think of this idea? She couldn't get it. She's like, I don't, I don't know. She actually ran, ran too. And then I got, went to Amazon, cut up a dress, gave it to her. I told her, try this. She does the thing. She looks up at me like this. Oh my God. And I was like, that's a million dollar look. As an entrepreneur, you can't ignore that. I go, million dollar look. She's like, this is incredible. And that's when I said, full beans, let's go. Took the, co- took the concept of the undress, and you can check it out at theundress.com. Put it on quick Kickstarter. Launched it on September 22nd. And I wasn't sure about this idea. I said, well, you know what? Let's try it. If we sell 300 dresses, 
that's enough to cover, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll break even possibly and we can make 300 dresses and ship them out and see if anyone cares. And maybe then I'll decide what to do with this idea mm -hmm. if it's really cool. So I was like, let's see if we could do $22,000 in sales on Kickstarter. And Kickstarter, for those who don't know, it's a, it's a, it's a site where you put up an idea and people will pre-order that product of yours if they believe in it. So, yeah, and, and if enough people pre-order it, you get to set that limit that you have enough money to make it. And uh, so, and then you can send it later. You don't have to, mm -hmm. it's not like Amazon where they deliver it tomorrow. So it helps fund your idea. And so this idea, I'm like, let's try to see if we can shoot for 22,000 in sales, which I thought was nuts. Like, how do you <laughs> try, try to come up with a clothing brand and go sell $22,000 and in 39 days, there has a limited time in Kickstarter is 39 days uh, that we decided. 22,039 days. So I know you don't know this dress, so you don't know what happened, right? Launch this thing, bro. We ended up making $615,000 in 39 days. In the first 39 days of this idea. Oh my God. We became Kickstarter's number one women's fashion product of all time. Definitely number one dress. And then we ended up winning the Shark Tank Your Life contest on Good Morning America with this idea. Went to a million super quick and the rest is kind of history. So that's a company that I own that is based out of <laughs> Mission Valley. So I, yeah, I have a dress company and that's just one other thing we're doing. We're about to launch another Kickstarter in about 30, 45 days or so from now for the next version of the undress. So the first version did 615,000, like the third version did another half million and another version did, like, it just kept, We've done multi-million dollars in this crazy dress idea. So it's at theundress.com. Go, <laughs> go check it out. It's fascinating, bro. That's one idea. Dude, I don't. I never thought I'd be selling dresses, bro. Like, what the heck happened? And so, yeah, so I leave the tech company and I go <laughs> started doing dresses. But here's what's coming up. And this is what I think if there's anything on the entrepreneurial side of things. Remember when I told you when I die, what would I be upset about? Well, as a creator, as an inventor for me, the thing I'd be most upset about is I didn't get the ideas out. Yeah. I feel like God put them in your head for a reason for you to deliver, right? There's a reason you came up with that and it's so unique to you. It's like a gift, like, but it's got, it's got to come out. Yeah. And so I'm like, if I die and those don't come out, I'd be upset. And I had this thing called the list of 15. 15 ideas that I listed out in them all. I need to make these happen. I feel like God's telling me I need to make these happen. Let's just say Max Boost is one. <laughs> so, right auto cannon is two. Oh, where's the other 13 there's a lot the undress was actually became one and so we're going to be launching uh crazy so not all of the things that i just talked about we're going to launch a new women's handbag line that i'm really excited about believe it or not i don't i'm excited about a handbag line so a new brand of handbags uh we've got some um a backpack brand i've always wanted to do adventure backpacks because something that i always wish i could do is travel more so just going to literally launch a company that's travel related. Yeah. You know, which is another kind of cool way to do things like uh, that we were talking. I was actually talking about this last week where I was like, if you love something, just create a business around it. Yeah. You'll be doing it more often, you know. And so um, so that and um, and pretty much a bunch of other things. So our goal <laughs> over the next 12-ish months is something that I call 12 by 12. We're going to launch 12 new brands or businesses in 12 months. Wow. How, how do you find the time? I don't know. <laughs> I have two kids and a one. Yes. Year. How do you find? Uh, well, there's a real answer. There's a true answer to that. 
um, people have no idea how I do it. So the people that work with me in Maxibus have no idea how can I do. Yes. Like I'm working with factories in Asia. I'm working, like they have no clue like other stuff that's going on. I don't even know how I'm doing. I'm here on a Friday taking eight hours of driving up and down here to be with you is a huge part of the chunk of my week that I'm not devoting to the other stuff. I have to calculate all that stuff out, right? I have to really make a decision. Like this is valuable, do it, you know? And all of that. So how you do it is you gotta get, I don't have like a box answer for this, but let me, I'll say a couple of things. <clears throat> things that are coming to my head right now is prioritization. You've heard of the 80-20 rule, right? Mm. No? Okay, so as an artist, you probably know, you'll get to a point in something you create that it's good enough. And then that last 20% takes you two times longer than the 80 took. So just go to 80. <laughs> mm, okay. Because <laughs> no one can see the 20. Like, gotcha. like we do as artists, but I'm not saying do crap because your 80 is better than a lot of people's 120. Got you, got you. Okay. So there's that. So you only have so much time. And a lot of times people don't care about perfection. They care about it being done. Mm. Right? They just want, like, your audience wants you to just, like, yeah, give me some. Like, they talk about it in social media all the time. Don't have to have the perfect, perfect, perfect video. You just got to get it out there. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, sometimes. Hard to think as an artist. Like, oh, dude, it's got to be great. So there's, there's that. Prioritization, too, is one. Know where the priority is. So, you know, I've learned more recently. It's like you go... These things are really actually critical. If you break down any project, what's actually critical, you'd be surprised there's a hundred things and these are critical. Everything else actually doesn't have to exist. Like, and you, you take the time and you look and you go, okay, that gives you the space to go. These are the things we need to stay on board on. Everything else is bonus. Mm -hmm. the, the project will launch here. This is just extra. Okay, cool. Like you literally have to have like even the book prototype, this book prototype I showed you, all I needed, <laughs> let me show you. Where did, it, where did the book go, all right? So this book, I'm like freaking out. I need to have a book prototype ready that has the interior pages done properly. No, check this out. <laughs> I printed this book back in the day before I even knew I was gonna sell it. So all I needed, this whole time was a cover. Uh -huh. So this is looking behind the curtain a little bit, guys. I did this whole entire Kickstarter without an actual book. I mean, there's a book sitting here, but it's just the cover I changed. And this, gotcha. I, this I printed for like $15. That created an entire Kickstarter that just made 50 grand. Hmm. Got you. Do you see what I'm saying? Got so, you. So not duping anybody. It's more like it's, it's I, I couldn't. I didn't have the time to get the factory to build me a book and all this stuff. So we just had to get creative so that we can show um, yeah, and show the book and portray it. Like, and, and of course we're going to deliver exactly what we got say, you, got you. but the prototype, I couldn't, I was like, am I going to wait another month? Gotcha. If I wait another month, okay. 12 by 12 gets harder. Right. So, so there's that. The other thing that I said, teams. So good people. Mm -hmm. So I'm still learning. Even after all these years, you know, I paid so many salaries and so many paychecks and so many, like, I think the last time I made money from someone else as a salary, like 20, when I was 20 years old, 21. So getting teams together and all that and find the right people, you get the right people on the, on the squad, anything can happen. And, then, and so this squad's about my crazy idea. So you got to make sure that they're about the, like, if I said, Hey dude, let's do 12, 
they got to go hell yeah <laughs> let's yeah. try it and this is one of those things frank easily fail this we could easily fail this it's it's hard it's, it's the craziest thing but it's like worth going for and so our idea ideal scenario is to be launching something pretty much on a monthly basis i didn't say i didn't say like every month we have to launch it but at the end of 12 months we'll have 12 new things um and yeah and then um but yeah teams make all the difference i can't do it on my own but i do simplify things so much that it's like it makes it that much easier you just need a video you need a photo you need a price you need a thing <laughs> like that's kind of like break it down like that and you get a chance to do it and uh uh, let me see. I think the last thing that's coming to my mind is make sure, and you probably know this, one thing that can kill you is people on a team that don't come through super hard, particularly suppliers. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Suppliers fulfillment. You can't, you can't make the thing. It's over. Everything's yeah. over. Yeah. Like, you know, and so make sure the people on the team are reliable. So those are the things that come up in my head. Bro. It's fascinating, dude. You just blew my mind. <laughs> oh, oh, well, you know, sorry. The last thing I had to say about yes. that, the reason why I'm doing it and I'm going to put it, I say I'm going to do it and I hope I do. On social, I want people to learn what I'm doing, how I'm doing it on Kickstarter, how we're launching these products. And the reason why I'm doing 12 in 12 months is to prove to people that if I, if we can do 12 in 12 months, I promise you, you could do your one dream idea in your lifetime. And I think that if you just keep watching us do it, you're going to go, man, mine's is going mine's, mine's is possible. Yeah. And that's what I want people to take away from it. It's like, bro, they just like in 30 days came up with this crazy idea for a purse. 45 days later, they sold, you know, $100,000 worth of them. Now, how would you get people to even go to the Kickstarter with, for, the, uh, for the undressed? How, how did you even make that happen? Which one? The, the first one. The very first the one very was, the first one. Was, was interesting. It's very different than the, the other versions because we didn't expect it. Yeah. So back then, um, what we did was, uh, so now I'm, I'm going to start talking a little bit more like when I'm consulting people on Kickstarter. The first thing you do when you want to launch this idea. So, um, <clears throat> you know, you've got your idea and you go, you put it on Kickstarter. Really, people go, I, how much do you want to make? That's the first question. Right. Mm -hmm. Some people can't figure out how to calculate that. But let's just say some people go, you know, $10,000 would be great. Okay, cool. And they think uh, in gross, they say 10,000 gross. Okay, cool. Or they say 200,000, two totally different games. Okay. $200,000 game is not a $10,000 game. But let's say most people are happy with $10,000, $20,000. I promise you, for the most part, you're launching something, this idea. You've got enough friends and family and their friends and family that can make a majority of that money by supporting whatever it is that you want. Obviously, they have to authentically want to support you or they want the product, but it's there. And so where we started was with everybody around us, right? Mm -hmm. My friends, uh, my community, telling people in running or whatever that were coming out with this thing. We, did, uh, we, we launched it completely blind. Like we didn't do any pre-marketing when we launched the first Undress. The reason why I didn't do that, which is what most people do, they, um, sorry, oh, let me step back. Here's a little strategy session. Like if you're going to launch this thing, the first thing you want to do is create a list of people that are waiting for it, that would love it. So then you go, Hey, everybody that wants this thing is in the most amazing thing ever. Oh my God. I've always wanted one of those. I'm so glad you're inventing it. We're going to launch it on Kickstarter. The first thing you're going to want them to do is go to a landing page like MailChimp or whatever 
and start collecting email addresses. There's a saying in most businesses, like if you're not collecting emails, you're not, you're not building a business. So you got emails that are collecting against this thing. And you keep going on social, hey, go to my email. Uh, go do everything that you can to get people on the email. And to get a successful launch, you want, let's just say thousands of people on that email list. And you can do it. You got to like, look at your email, look at literally look at your friends list now in Facebook or whatever, or Instagram, <laughs> everyone's got thousands of people sitting right there. Even a percentage of that can turn into something for you to launch this cool idea. So then, so you start with an email list. When you start to get comfortable that you feel like there's enough people to behind it, and let's say I need to sell $10,000 worth of this. And you go $10,000 worth of it. I'm just make up a number to make it easy math. I just need at $100 a piece. Uh, I just need 100 people to buy. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's 100 people, dude. Like, can you do that? Uh, yeah. And then your list has 500 people in it. So you're like, I think I'm ready to go. Right. And when you have that list, you can email and ask people a question like, is it okay at 100 bucks? Do you think this is really cool? What would you guys like to see? You start interacting before you ever start to put put it online. You start to get feedback already, right? And then when you're ready to launch, if you do it right, they're excited. They're part of the team. They were there from the beginning before you even launched. And they're like, I'm going to be the first one. And that's what happened with Max Boost. I actually want you to show this in the podcast if you can cut into it. The very first minute when I launched mm-hmm. and how fast, how much money we made. And you have that footage? It's on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, it's on YouTube. I'll get it to you. But I want your viewers to see that because I think they'd be inspired. Okay. Watch me launch. I literally do it live. I live launch. Live launch. I hit the button. It goes live. Watch the money just fuck, just go. And it's like those are people that believe in you. They're on your list. And so then they're gonna fund. They're gonna help launch to you successfully. So then you launch your Kickstarter, and all of a sudden they come in, and you don't know. Man, your goal might be ten thousand dollars to make in thirty nine days. You end up making ten thousand in day one. And a Kickstarter could be for anything. Almost anything. Yeah. Okay. Can't do weapons. You can't do like yeah, yeah, yeah. drugs or marijuana or anything like that. There's certain things and certain things work better than others. So on Kickstarter, products work. You can do digital, but most people want stuff you can yeah. touch. Um, whether it's comic books. So people have launched comic books. Um, I launched a headphone company called Manitio. Uh, we did like uh, that company. I think we did... 400 something thousand in the first 30 something days uh help launch um yeah uh, help launch um uh, a, a smart water bottle called hydrate we did 627,000 in like four in the first 30 something days so you're just in three projects between the undress the water bottle and Manitio, that's a million and something dollars worth of sales in 30 something days and the people that you're targeting are just your your network Oh, sorry. So when I started the undress, yeah, I started a network. And then you start to see, for the first time, you start to see people coming in that aren't names you know. Okay. And that's really cool. In Kickstarter alone, it has a net, it's kind of a search engine of its own. And it's a community of its own. So it'll serve up all these cool brands and these cool gotcha. ideas okay. that you may be interested in. Gotcha. Right? And you're like, yo. And the Kickstarter backers are the greatest, the, the, the greatest consumers. Gotcha. They, they're totally cool with supporting a guy like you or me on a dream. And they'll put their money down on it, on a person you don't know. It's amazing. And I think that that's so generous. And that's why we take care of our Kickstarter backers. And so, um, yeah, once in a while, the, the, you p- pull in. I think when we did our last campaign that did about 500-something thousand, I, I think Kickstarter generated about 100K of that, seventy five to $100,000 of new business. I would have never gotten 
mm. not in Kickstarter. Um, they just somehow pop up in the search engine, my dress or whatever product I have. Got you. Um, and then, yeah, and so on the back end, by the way, there's a lot of analytics. So okay. if we want to start getting really serious here, there's, <laughs> there's all of that. Um, we try to keep it simple, though. Uh, and then what happened, so we were going, we went, we, we hit our goal, the, the $10,000 we did in first 24 hours. Blew my mind. I had no idea no one would want this dress. And then we kept going and it got to 22. And I'm like, we hit our goal of 22,000. And it's kept growing to about 60, 70,000. It slowed down. And that's usually what happened in Kickstarter. At the beginning, first week or so, it's high and then it drops. And then towards the end, when it's about to close out, it goes back up because there's a limited amount of time and you, the stragglers jump in. They're like, oh, I don't want to miss it. Something happened. So we here we are trying to push. And you try to market it through like PR, social media type stuff, all these different things. Every way you can. You just basically go ahead and market it. One thing that ended up working, and I'll never forget it, was there was a one particular radio show that had a Facebook page that had a couple million people following it. They were known for posting up weird stuff, comedy stuff, and all this stuff from the, the you know radio show related, I guess. They thought the dress was really innovative and cool. And they said, can we post it on our thing? And um, we gave them the video and they posted it. It went viral. That went viral. As soon as that went viral, we were at about 90 something thousand or 100 something thousand. And I was already happy. I was like, oh crap, we hit 100K on this dress. Some way, somehow. Even when I look back, I go, that was, that's tough to do today. Back then it was easier because Facebook was less guarded and it was more organic reach. So, but when that went viral, bro, I remember everyone hitting me up and going, Dennis, are you seeing what's happening? We had five days left in the campaign. We were at $100,000. And if you remember what I told you, how much we made, we made 615K. In we made five days. In the last five days, we made 100K per day. Oh my God. You know what's one of the coolest things ever? Is it pings you when someone buys the app. I didn't know what to do with myself. Do you know how many backers there are per day to do 100,000 in sales and how many times you're getting pinged in a day? It was one of the coolest and like scary experiences ever because you're sitting here getting all these orders. You don't have any dresses, by the way. Remember, I have no dresses. This is just, this is just the, do you believe in my idea and would you buy one if I had one? Yeah. They're coming through and I was blown away. I go, you know what, man? Let me do something crazy. I'm going to film myself and I have, I filmed the process. I filmed everything. And so one day I may release a doc on it, just the experience of it, hopefully inspire others that it can happen. I'm going to go get an in and out burger. <laughs> I'm going to sit down, I'm going to eat it and see how much money I make in that amount of time. So I sat down and I ate a burger. It took a few minutes. I looked up and I, and I, and I filmed it. And I, I don't know if I'm accurate right now, but I remember I looked and I went, I just ate a Yenna burger and I made two grand, <laughs> $2,000. And it's not stopping. We were getting orders from all around the world. And that was one of the coolest things ever. And no, that's not a normal thing. And to have a hundred thousand in a day. But that was when Facebook was viral and more. Now, like Facebook knows if it's a Kickstarter, they're like, you're not paying us. Mm -hmm. we're, 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 we're cock blocking that. So the strategies are very different. Um, but we got very lucky and fortunate and it didn't stop after the kickstarter so we had a way of collecting more orders after and we collected more and that's why we got to a million pretty quick and then 
and then, oh, here's a good part of the story. You think everything's great. No, it's the beginning of hell. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Yeah. You're like, what happened, right? <laughs> Factory issues. It was the craziest thing. I've never made a dress before, dude. <laughs> Sold a million dollars in dresses and never made one. Oh, my God. So here we are going... We had a little factory, two guys, two people like in LA that were going to make 300 dresses. Whoa, we need to make 10,000. Oh. Not the same factory. They're like, nope, they can't do it. They just literally physically cannot do it. So we had to change. We were not prepared. And almost everything that could have went wrong went. So you want to talk about one of the most difficult times of my adult life was that. So we went hero to, holy crap, what do we do next, right? And yeah, and so what I was smart enough to have someone help us. And this particular person, you know, uh, knew the industry, was basically agency for me, for factory and all that stuff, so going to help me out, totally nice person. And I don't know what happened. Well, I do know what happened, but I don't know. I'll put it on blast here on the show. But as that was during the time when we had less than 100, you know, like 50K or whatever. She said, I'll help you for X and whatever. I was like, cool. Okay. Well, at least we got covered. Someone who knows what they're doing. <clears throat> as soon as we blew up, she comes back with a proposal. Same exact work. Same exact thing she was going to do. But she goes, I want this instead. Mm. And my heart sank. And... I told, oh, and by the way, in April, who was originally worked for me, she she loved the idea. She's the one that originally inspired me to like go for it when she had that million-dollar look. I ended up giving her ownership of the company, and she became a partner. And I looked at her at that moment. I said, I just want to let you know, we don't. this person wants this, and we don't have a factory right now. She flipped, and I'm all, and it's going to be okay. I was lying because I don't know, but mm -hmm. I know it's going to be okay. And um, yeah, and I went, oh, crap. So we had a factory. Craziest thing, that factory, there's greed everywhere, guys. That factory wanted our order, so they found us. They connected, contacted us directly. And I'm like, sure, okay, I guess we can work with you, and we don't have any loyalty to her, you know, the other person. <clears throat> and uh, I guess they were the right person. We did the tour. We did the whole thing. Everything was great. It looks like they knew what they were doing. And nice guys. Like, everything was, like, right. And, like, yeah, we're going to get these dresses done. The dresses were supposed to be done on the end of, like, January 31st. Uh, th the end of January. And to deliver in February. They're like, well, yeah, we could do it. Okay, cool. All right. Whew. So all the fabric, all the things, all and these are all I wanted to make them in the United States. And uh, so made them in USA, LA. January 31st comes around. Not one dress is made yet. And I forked over $100,000 already or more. <laughs> February. March. Oh, my God. Slowly things are happening. And we're not going, what the hell's going on? And then I couldn't figure out what was up. And then they just had excuses. Their factory essentially got shut down. 
And so they started to farm out our work to other factories mm. in LA. And I didn't realize. And so, and so now we're visiting other factories to get our stuff done. And we don't know what's going on. And everyone's quiet to us. So we have no idea what's happening. March, April, May, June. Oh my God, dude. July. Imagine having 10,000 pissed off customers online. <sighs> Where's my effing dress? You guys are blah, blah, blah. Da, 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 da. Dude, we had to live through that. It's painful. Now, what was crazy was during those months, I didn't sit back and do nothing. Yeah. We went up to LA every week checking, and dresses were there. Dresses were at the factory. Dresses were being made. We're going to be done next week. Done next week. Done next week. Done next week. Done in two weeks. And we'd be informing 10,000 people every single time they told us that. Oh, great. Good news. Their lies became our lies. And then they started to get upset. And we didn't know what was going on. Until finally, um, you know, finally, eventually, we ended up, oh, by the way, um, I know you gave us money already. But it looks like we're going to need to charge you another, what? Two, three bucks per dress at 10,000 units? How much is that? 30 grand. Poof. Or we can't finish them. What do you do? Okay, but it wasn't one time. <laughs> Next time, Dennis, we're so close. And all this pressure from 10,000 customers and us trying to get this done. And I'm staring at these dresses in different factories. And I'm like, they're blaming the factories. They're saying the factories need more money. And I chuck more checks. I just want this done, right? At that point, finally gets done. Finally, we ship them all out. And when we finally break off, and, and that was the craziest thing. I aged probably five years in those six, seven, eight months. And the craziest thing when we were done was we ended up finding out the truth, right? Because we were no longer working with them and other people were telling us. And it was really simple when you think about it. Those guys were struggling. They grabbed our job. They took my down payment of 100000 plus to finish other jobs mm. they had no more money for. So they finished the other customers' jobs on my money it happens all the time. Yeah, especially in our industry. <laughs> there you go. So you already know this. Yeah. So that was it. And so they were just kind of waiting for me to give more checks or another job they can get to kind of finish our dresses. Yeah. And it took eight months. <laughs> oh, my was, God, dude. That killed us right from them. So we went hero, zero. But at the end of the day, we delivered. Yeah. And that's all that mattered. I said, no matter what we're delivering, I'm not screwing 10,000 people. And that was so hard, dude. It was like scary, everything. And we got it done. And then eventually, long story short, we keep going. And six years later now, five years later now, or whatever, we finally, it took this long to get factories that were reliable. And, and we've gone through going other hell. Day. Dude, two years ago, three years, two years ago, we already went, we went through hell again. You think you couldn't learn from the first time? It wasn't us. <laughs> There's just factories go out of business and factories do stupid stuff. And then you get stuck. And I was like, eh. and so we lived through it again two years ago. And I'm just like, shoot me already. Like, how is this happening? And um, anyways, we ended up um, with a factory that has, you know, been delivering over and over again consistently. Um, and we're happy about that. Like, you have no idea. Yeah. Now it feels like we can build the business properly. 
But until, like I said earlier, factory fulfillment, you can't get those things right, forget it. You're just, <laughs> you're dead. And so that was my, there's my little story of the beginning of the undress. I love it, dude, because it shows every aspect of, of business. Oh my God. You know, uh, every, people, if they just stopped listening to the story at, from 20,000 to 600,000. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. To a million. You know, like that's that's a great I, story. I wish that was the end of the yeah. story, too. <laughs> I wish it was. But people rarely truth. tell the, the the meat and potatoes no. of it, dude. Yeah, if you, every, everybody's, the 20, <laughs> everybody's at the 10-year or 15-year high school reunion. Yeah. Everyone, Everyone's doing amazing. Yeah. Everyone's got like everything is all good. Like, you know, and you got this great opportunity and stuff, but that's not the truth, you know. There's all this stuff that happens in the background. And um, and that's why I said earlier, I was like, I'm not sure if everyone's built for this. Yeah. There was, there's times like, you know, like throughout this whole process of just this one company, I, mean, I have other things that I do, but this one company where I'm like, quit. Yeah. I've had to pull money out of my, like everything, like every single stop that I can. And guess what? We're successful. And we've just delivered the best dresses we've ever delivered ever. Hell yeah. The customers that are happier than we've ever had them. So we're like, yes, I didn't want to quit. I was like, dude, I am not quitting on, like two years ago when it happened again, I was like, I'm not ending like this, dude, no way. And we could have gotten out of business. Oh, on top of that, everything went to crap at the factory. We got held up basically. And then we got into COVID on top of that. Mm. And then COVID, our fulfillment center disappeared basically, sold themselves. We had our product missing in the middle of we don't know where, heading to Kentucky, all of the, like, it was unbelievable. Like it's just like all these things that can't possibly happen all happened. And like, did we just do this again? <laughs> but um, but luckily, hey, with Max Boost, everything was pretty much <laughs> good yeah. to go. We had good factories, but uh, but this is just one of those. There's just a little bit of background I think that you appreciate. Yeah, I love it, dude. And, uh, last time we were on here, I, I started to pick up a lot on your entrepreneur spirit, and I'm definitely glad that we were able to have you back in here to touch more on that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's we. I just feel like I might. Oh, I guess by the time that people are listening to this, they're listening to this for this. So I shouldn't oh, yeah. feel bad we're talking about it. Right no, now. definitely, because <laughs> um, it's definitely not skate. It's definitely not cars. No, but some uh, a lot of our listeners just like to listen to conversation. A lot of guys right now they're just at their job and and oh, they're going true. through their day. And um, or, even with myself, dude, I'll listen to a Joe Rogan podcast. I don't even know who the guest is. I'm not familiar with like their even field of work. But I just like the way that Joe Rogan interviews, so I'll listen to it and I'll figure out a lot of uh, you know, useful things that I could apply to my own life. Yeah, cool. So I'm sure a lot of people listening right now. That's true. I had some people say like our Max Boost Mondays go like two hours, yeah. which I never thought in my life. I go oh, two hours of talking. That's crazy. But they listen. Yeah. Like that. Like he's like I'm at my job. Like you said, I'm at. Uh, what is that? I think like AutoZone or something. Yeah. They play it at AutoZone. I'm like, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've heard, had cool. that happen too, man. Shout out to all you guys, man. Uh, yeah, for sure. If you're on the YouTube video right now, just comment real quick where you're listening from. And uh, just what are you thought of the episode, man? It's it's inspiring. I hope so. Yeah. yeah and if you, is. and yeah, for sure. I appreciate anyone that's listened this long. Well, like I said, man, uh, it's, it's, it, yeah, we're just, I'm like literally here just trying to see if I inspire anybody. <laughs> you inspire but, me, bro. Yeah, so there you go. I got and, uh, I got some ideas it. cooking already. Yeah, man, let's do something. But uh, yeah, definitely, Dennis, fun, we will, man. man. I'm excited for you and I'm excited for your uh, for your future and to see the rest of this journey of Max Boost and, and everything else 
you got going on. I'll come back with some I'm, of that uh, stuff. Yeah, does your I'm, wife does your wife like handbags? Yeah. I got you. She does. She definitely Oh, I forgot. Does. I forgot. Swimwear brand. I invented a swimsuit. Oh my god. I know, dude. Dude, next time I come up with an idea, I'm gonna hit you up. Hit me up. I'm, I'm, I'll tell you how to launch these things. People pay me a ton of money for that, and I don't. Uh, <laughs> I like Max Boost. I like what you've created. Um, I'm definitely a dentist fan. <laughs> right no, on, man. Like, Thank you. You're you're uh, you're you're sparking a lot of stuff in my head right now, bro. That's all I want. I appreciate. I it. want you to go to whatever your hundred is, man. Like hell yeah. I like that's how I am with my my crew, my people, whatever. It's like always get their back. We got one life, man. I think if there's anything to say, it's like you got one life. Uh, they say that the thing that they see at retirement homes, right, the number one thing that is said is people wish that they went for the things that they wanted. Yeah. I uh, love it. Yeah. So don't, so you have a chance to do it. And we all do. Like if you're watching this, you're probably on the younger side of things. Do it now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And hopefully just, just here inspire, you know, this inspires you to take that move. And yeah, uh, but I'm on your side, Frank. Thank you. I'm a fan of yours for sure. Thank you. And I'm going to say it again, dude. I'm always a fan of people that take something that they love, like with a passion and they turn it into uh, a, you know, a vision of entrepreneurship. Cause at the end of the day, what businesses are, what companies and product people who build these products, all we try to do is serve. You're serving your, you're serving your community, man, with what you do. I'm trying to serve my community. What I do It's a, we talked about art being a gift from you, and that's why you want to know that it impacted them. It's exactly what you're doing every time you ship something out from here, you know. And so I, you know, I'm a fan of yours. This is real. Like what I love about you is what's in here is real. I can tell and I can feel. This is your heart, soul, all up on these walls, and that matters. And there's need more people like you, more companies like you, you know. Dennis, thank you for your time, man. For sure. I know uh, time is valuable, and I really appreciate you sharing it with us. Yeah, no, for sure. So, guys, listening, make sure you guys check out uh, Max Boost Comics on Instagram. The website is uh, Max maxboost.com. Maxboost.com. Go oh. check it out. Go support. And the special secret sauce website address is downstar.maxboost.com. Put Dude, your, put I can't your email wait. in there. So you get in the special sauce uh, list, and uh, we'll see if we do anything special for you guys. This we'll is so amazing. You have no idea, dude. <laughs> like, even the quality and the details. The print is insane. Wow. This is so crazy, dude. Guys. <laughs> We're going to do something. We're going to do something. For sure. So you want to know first, you go there. For sure, guys. Thank right. you for listening. Maxboost.com. Make sure you guys check them out at uh, Max Boost Comics on Instagram. We'll have everything listed below. And I'm coming uh, back. I'm interviewing you. Yes, please do. <laughs> We're going to do it one day. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to ask. Have you ever been on a racetrack? No. That's not, that's not an okay answer in the world <laughs> of Dennis Kako. So I am inviting you, if you want, to come out to... In October, yes, to NASA's Button Willow event, uh huh, and drive your ass off in whatever car you want to bring, and you're gonna come out to the racetrack with an instructor on us. Dude, I'll bring that motherfucker right there, bro. <laughs> what? I'll bring that car right you, there, dude. It's ready. It's ready to go. Oh, okay. it'll be ready in October. Uh, I was gonna say <laughs> we're starting a Kickstarter, guys. Make sure you, you check. You it might out. need a hood. <laughs> we'll just, put a hood just for on. tech. But, dude, no, just, we'd love to have you as a oh, guest. Oh, dude, I would to love the track. it, bro. Man, maybe film your first experience. Hell yeah. Inspire all you guys out there that are listening right now that I 
one of my other passions is on the track, going to the racetrack. One, if you think you love your car, dude, you it's it's like owning a gun and never shooting it. Yeah, bro, take it to the racetrack. Trust me. Uh, and so Frank's gonna go out there. Hopefully, yeah, we should film that. Oh, dude, I'm so with that, bro. Yeah. I'll, I'll be driving. I'll be driving his uh, BMW. Yeah, you can, you can uh, take that one. <laughs> I'm so down. Oh man. But yeah, and then um yeah, if I have it, maybe you can drive the Maximus Midori too. Bro, I'm down. I'm down for it. So let's let's definitely keep in touch, dude. I, I love your energy, Dennis. Let's do. You're the fucking man. Let's go. Hell yeah, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, once again, we're going to be doing giveaways. Uh, just read the details in this YouTube video. There and uh, check out our Instagrams, like I said, Max Boost Comics or uh, Downtime with Downstar. Um, yeah, this is episode 228. And if you guys want to listen to more of Dennis and Max Boost, make sure you guys check out the first episode which is episode number 162 so if you guys want to hear the the pass of the brand check that out and uh yeah guys keep on keeping on like joe dierte and we out peace <laughs>